anyway, this article is titled, Game of Thrones writers petition fans to write their own goddamn show if they're so smart. That's good. Yeah. If they're so smart. Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers as we explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. This is a cesspool of spoilers, so if you have not seen the film that we're going to be explaining today, which is The Curse of La Llorona, then please tune out and tune back in once you have, or else we're going to ruin it for you. If you need other spoiler timestamps, you can check out our Instagram and Twitter for all the other movies we spoil at We Explain Movies. That's right. Because we're going to talk a whole bunch of movies before we begin. Yes. But before we begin, before we begin... (laughs) We need to have a little memorial service right now. <laughs> I know, we do. A funeral, a little RIP. <laughs> uh, this is episode 14, but it is actually episode 14, take two. We yes. recorded an entire episode last week that is now gone. It's been deleted. It's in the internet abyss. Yeah, it was bound the, to happen, you guys. It's not even the internet abyss. It was just the laptop it's, abyss. It's in the air. It's it's all around us, it really. It lingers <laughs> in this living room. My, it's my. It's in my memories. Yes. I remember it well. I actually wrote down some highlights. I thought oh, we should just we should hear, uh, we're, we're underneath, underneath it. eulogy. Underneath it, can I sing, I will remember. <laughs> so, no, we should sing, bye. Miss American. Bye. I I was meant to explain. I did explain. You did explain (laughs) the entire plot of the movie Mortal Engines, produced by Peter Jackson, um, to these two lovely ladies sitting next to me. It was a good time. It was a bad movie. And now you will never know. <laughs> well, once was. I guess you can never see it yourself either. Yeah. So I decided, you know, we, we decided to, you know, to go see La Llorona in place of it to explain to you today. Yeah. It is a worse film than Mortal Engines, if you can believe. <laughs> but still, I'm still excited That's to talk so about funny. it. Were there giant minion statues? There were not. <laughs> there were the old relics or whatever they said. Yeah. From the screen age. I yeah. wish you guys could have heard it, but you can't. Yeah. Uh, let's, there, let's hear some, some highlights, Okay, Kayleen. so some highlights from the lost episode, as we can call her. Yeah. <laughs> it is a woman, by the way. She was great. Uh, Taking we, in the pride of her life. She was good while she lasted. <laughs> we... The three of us all had such a beautiful, cannot-be-replicated discussion on that Ted Bundy movie. Yeah. What's the yes. title of it again, Courtney? Extremely Wicked bad. Shocking. Oh, no. <laughs> Super bad. Not so great. Extremely shitty. wicked, shockingly vile, and... <laughs> extremely <laughs> wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Yeah. We Anyway, we had a really nice discussion about the, the highs and lows of that movie, and uh, if you want to see it for yourself, go ahead, but... But we don't talk to us about it. <laughs> we don't really think you necessarily need to. Yeah, we just talked about why it didn't didn't work, and it was great, and you'll never hear about it again. Um, just, we, we all sounded really smart. You should have been there. <laughs> you should have been there. We were articulate, and we had a lot of eloquent things to say. <laughs> We've never been better. Um, we also had this nice talk about Captain America and how Courtney and I watched it and appreciated it more now that we know these characters 22 movie 20 20 something movies later mm-hmm. and watching it back we just felt way more connected to it than we did the first time so Definitely. that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also wanted to point out 
a really fun critique of Mortal Engines that Kimmy kept bringing up that we made fun of the whole time. They ended every single scene with a one-liner. Every single scene. And I love that Kimmy brought that up because there were so many good ones she wrote down to quote at us, and it was a thing that happened in every single scene. Yeah, what was one, the one where where whatever's happening up in that church, it has nothing to do with God. (laughs) (laughs) I liked the other one where it was just like, I don't remember the line, but it was something along... (laughs) (laughs) those, Those engineers have no idea what they're playing with. Fire. What? <laughs> They're playing with fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I heard you. I just couldn't believe you would say something so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing with fire. What are they playing with? Fire. Fire. <laughs> uh, we also had a, a nice callback to our Shazam episode because the villain in yeah. that movie was named Thaddeus. Mm-hmm. And the villain in, in Mortal Engines is also named Thaddeus. So yeah. if there's a bad guy in your movie, you should just name him Thaddeus. We yeah. also had this... <laughs> Courtney was talking about how she heard there were a bunch of silly names in this movie, to which Kimmy said, I don't know about that, and then proceeded to tell us about 20 silly names. <laughs> she really said, I don't know about that. <laughs> I was like, no, like, I'm Magnus Chrome. I'm pretty sure, though. Shrike. Yeah. Shrike. What is the girl's name? I don't even know. Oh, Esther Shaw. Esther Shaw. Which yeah. I... No, her mom had a Pandora. Pandora. In retrospect, uh, Hester Shaw sounds like a character out of Face Off. <laughs> Kester oh, totally Troy does. and Hester Shaw. It does. <laughs> or like out of the village. Yeah. Uh, um, and then I was just bummed because I guess the freaking twist to the movie is <laughs> yes. not in there. You shouldn't be bummed. It was... Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, Kayleen oh, yeah. Is oh, yeah, 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 Kayleen yeah. nailed it. She I got all the I have really twists. good acting skills during the podcast because <laughs> Kayleen goes, hey, that would be really crazy. It wasn't the... even during my predictions. No, I just it wasn't. thought of it during Kimmy's analysis of yeah. the movie. Wouldn't that be crazy if the 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 villain is the girl's father all along? I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be really crazy. Well, well anyways, about this. <laughs> I guess we'll stop the discussion. <laughs> yeah, your acting was way better than your Shazam episode. I know. I just looked at you and I was like, wow, should we even do the podcast? <laughs> Yeah, and, and I said it very, like, I didn't think I was right. I was like, oh, man, I wish there were going to be more movies, because what if, like, he's her dad? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Any other any other highlights you wanted to share from the episode? The lead female of the movie doesn't speak until 20 minutes in. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm super into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did enjoy talking about just, uh, like, the, the parallels to Ready Player One of, like, don't look at me in my hideous oh, birthmark. Oh, yeah. Funny. And then in this, of like, no, I'm a monster. It's like she's got one cool scar. <laughs> yeah, I remember mm-hmm. Courtney going, but is the scar really cool and perfectly placed on her face? And Kimmy goes, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, a really interesting, unique concept. Um, is it, though? I mean, I, I liked it. Predator cities, nominon static cities, or whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah. Traction cities. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you'll never find out. Sad. Had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but we can move on from yeah. that. Rest in peace, little episode. Yes. Little episode. We put you to sleep. Move on now. <laughs> Start every you can, episode. You can... In the arms of okay. the angels. <laughs> Sad. We're gonna write an album. (laughs) A ripped album from Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. Where we just put in podcast puns. (laughs) We could do a nice transition though into what did you watch this week? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because now Kimmy can tack that on. Yeah. 
but what else did you watch this week, Kimmy? Um, literally all of Ozark. <coughs> all oh, of yeah. Ozark. Yeah, all of season one. So since the last time that we recorded, which was literally a week ago, I finished There's entire... more than one season though, right? There are two, yeah. Okay, okay. I oh. just finished season one today, as a matter of fact. Did you um, like it? How's my girl? Love it. Yeah, Laura Linney. Laura Linney. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's awesome. It's, yeah? it's such a good show. Is Jason Bateman awesome? Yes, and I was telling Courtney briefly that it's kind of like Dramatic Barry, where uh-huh. it's like Jason Bateman is known for a lot of his comedy, mm-hmm. and here he's like a money laundering, like angry husband who's dealing with the cartel. Yeah. And it's just, like, a huge switch from what he normally does. It's, like, dramatic Barry. I don't know. Oh, I can believe it. He kind of scares me. Yeah? Jason Bateman? <laughs> yeah. Just mm. the, the bad vibes you get in Juno. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, go, I forgot about that's that. That's the first thing I ever saw him in. So he's always been skeevy to me. Yeah. Huh. And so when I watch him in, in you know, his, his comedic roles, I'm like, oh, you're just this average Joe who bad things are all. Shucks, why me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I kind of have a hard time sympathizing him with him sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I do think he can be funny. Like, I really enjoyed him in Game Night. Totally. A lot. But I, I can fully see what him he is capable of in, in Ozark. Mm-hmm. Well, he is the protagonist, too. You know what it reminds me a lot of is Breaking Bad. I mean, you that know? sounds like it, but you saying what you just said. Yeah, yeah, the lead the lead is doing a bad thing. Everyday man, but you and want him to with win. the drug cartel. Yeah. What's nice is that his whole family is in on it, too. Oh, like, okay. They buy one, you know, train of, or another. Like, really, by the second episode, they all find out what's going on. Uh-huh. And they have to play along, so it's not like they're in the dark or anything like that. Super good. Great cast of characters. Um, is that all that I watched? Uh, um, you watched? I watched La Llorona. No. I watched, I watched Mortal Engines. <laughs> yeah. The one that I told you about that I said you forgot to mention last time. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I watched The Normal Heart. Yeah. I watched The Normal Heart, mm-hmm. the movie about the beginning of the AIDS epidemic, and it just like cry every scene. It was great. He did great. Mark sure. Ruffalo can kill it. I'll share a funny story. Is that... <laughs> That, oh, that yeah. was the weekend my sister was here, and Sammy had to listen to Kimmy just, like, talk on and on about, like, oh, I cry all the time, and Sammy was like, did she really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Sammy and I came home, like, at 10 o'clock, and we walk in the front door, and our couch is immediately next to the front door, and we walk in, and Sammy just goes, oh, my God, and Kimmy is sobbing on the couch, <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's happening. Oh, it's, it's happening. happening. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Kimmy's like, I was watching a movie, and she's like, okay. I wish she just, like, treated you as if you were, like, a, a museum piece and was, like, touching your tears. Like, are yeah. they real? She was laughing, like, yes. really hard. <laughs> I had to stop the movie. It was very embarrassed. Also, but Sammy knew what it was immediately. She was like, oh, I've seen that. It's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Just nobody knew what was happening. Everybody was yeah. afraid. Nobody was helping them. Yeah. It's just, and, and, like, everybody's dying, like, left and right. It's just su- such a terrifying time to yeah. have lived through. And, and not knowing what you're experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, and not knowing if you've got it already or if you still. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. didn't you say that Mark Ruffalo, like, ends up being a carrier probably, but he doesn't have it? No, his, his. Um, or that was a fight they got into, His huh? partner t- tells him that, like, you could be the carrier because right. I'm sick to hurt him. It's very plausible he yeah. could be, but there's no no evidence pointing gotcha. to whether or not that's true. And he's like, we don't have to do this to each other. And it's just like, that's probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's something that, that happened mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. people. It's 
horrible. Mm-hmm. Not even long ago. No. Not and long ago. That, but it was a beautiful movie. That's so. nice. Do you want to go next? Sure. Courtney and I finished The Avengers this week. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. It's just fun. Again, it's just fun seeing these characters before they were what they are now. Mm-hmm. They're just so much less dimensional and everything. But it's, you know, you see, you see where it's going and you see, like how their relationships are now and how they're going to grow out of these moments of them meeting like this. Yeah. And Courtney and I forgot how freaking dark the Hulk is in this movie. He's Mm. so sad and tormented the whole time. And he has this scene that I, as he was saying it, I remembered, but I had totally blanked out where he basically says, you can't kill the Hulk. I tried to kill myself. I put a a gun in my mouth and the other guy spat it back out. Yeah, I it's so that. sad. I'm he like, pulled the Damn. trigger, and it's like that is a horrible thing to experience. Yeah, dang, oh, Mark Ruffalo, which makes that reveal of I'm always angry, even though you see, you know, we know it's coming. It's yeah. still so great, and it's less of a meme when you have all that backstory. Yes, yeah, um, I definitely just it's it's so funny how Age of Ultron is only the second Avengers, yeah, because they're so much closer as a group, like. Avengers 1, the amount of, like, it's just spats. It's yeah. just them getting mad at each other and not knowing how to work as a team. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I really like Age of Ultron. What I hated is Josh Sweden's take on Black Widow and all the in stuff that Ultron? he did to her in Ultron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, like, I've been living for years with, like, this big gripe about um, Natasha and Bruce's semi-relationship yeah. and just that I didn't find it believable. However, Avengers 1, I found it way more believable. I was like, oh, wow, this is how they met, and this yeah. is, like, their their interaction that they had. and Where he and, almost killed her and everything, And too. she's the one who brings him in. Yeah. And I, I know that Natasha, like, was, you know, forced to flirt with everybody. Yeah. But it is, it was it was really cool just to see her bringing him in, and then, yeah, the fight that they get into on the, mm-hmm. on the airplane, where it's like, she has no idea what she's dealing with, yeah. and he did not mean to do that. It was just, I really liked their relationship by the end of it, and yeah. I can, I'm, I'm excited to now finish Age of Ultron and, and see see how they develop in there, because, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm, I know that there is a lot of repetition within all these movies, because there are so many that, mm-hmm. you know, there is a certain formula that you'll find in a lot of them. Yeah. But what I think is really interesting is the way that they, they know how to play with dynamics and change things over time. Like, if you look at the way all the characters who are meeting for the first time interacted in that first Avengers movie, compared to all the people who meet for the first time in uh, Infinity War, (laughs) there's just so much more of a whimsical and respectful meeting. Even though you do have those spat meetings also, they, they all get resolved a lot quicker and a lot more... Everybody works together as a team. Yeah, just so much quicker. Infinity War. It was like we're all special. We all have powers. Yeah, like go away, Guardians of the Galaxy. Whereas in Avengers One, it's just kind of like, oh, this guy's gonna take my spot as like number one superhero. And Mm -hmm. so then they're, but then they, you know, need because they were the only six. Yeah, really. Because Tony, you can't do it all on your own. Thor's never even here. Steve (laughs) just woke up. Right. Bruce wants to die. Like yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Else? So I watched that, and then 
Kimmy and I watched Blade Runner 2049. We, we did. did. Yes, yeah. the first time I'd ever seen it. It was only my second time, and I enjoyed it just as much the second time. Guess what? I cried. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I be surprised by that? I came home and you were crying. <laughs> yeah. Today? No, I came home for the last ten minutes of that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you were crying. <laughs> it's, first of all, a gorgeous movie, mm-hmm. and I know that that's, like, common knowledge, but it... Just every yeah. shot, every shot was beautiful to look at. What was the one? I remember there was one where I think I paused it and Kimmy and I went, "Wow, that's why they won for cinematography." Yeah, <laughs> it was question. like it was like the rain turned in. Oh, it was. I think it was the rain on the windshield wipers turned into the rain in the sky and the cars. Oh yeah, were and we were like, it. "Whoa, that was a yeah, great transition." Was I just, really I really cool. like like the big desertist shots where it's like the yeah, yeah the sculptures. Oh, the sculptures are cool. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, everybody. Roger Deakins. Those are sick. Everybody's mm-hmm. acting job was great. I love Ryan you know, in that. Movie. I didn't know the twist, but. Should I spoil it? it Yeah, let's do it. Okay. The twist is kind of an anti-twist. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, so we're at the part where, um, Kay goes to the Memories Girl, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that the twist was that the Memories Girl is actually the daughter of Deckard, but Kayleen was like, look at her, look at her go. Her acting is so good right now. And I was like, yeah, it is. Also, check out Ryan Gosling's acting. That's really great, too. Yeah. This role is so sad of just thinking that you're the one and that yeah. you got those memories and you don't. And especially the fact that the other, uh, what are they called? They're not called cyborgs. What are they called? Re- oh, replicants. replicants. Except for technically these aren't replicants. They're the new models. But yeah. the replicant other girl goes... Oh, did you think it was you? Like, yeah, we all wish it was us. Yeah. And I'm like, you do all wish it was you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad that it wasn't. Yeah, and um, oh, and then we talked about the part where Jared Leto gets to touch a naked actress, and we're like, can you imagine? Like, that would have been a stressful day <laughs> we, on set. We were actually making <laughs> oh, a lot yeah. of mean Jared Leto jokes about yes. how like not nice to the girl he probably was because he's yeah. so method. We made yeah. a lot of jokes about. <laughs> Having Jared Leto and Harrison Ford in the same room, and Jared Leto was like, "I gotta blind myself to be this character," <laughs> yeah. and Harrison Ford's like, "Check out this fucking guy." Yeah. <laughs> That's my Harrison Ford. Thank you very much. That was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, brilliant movie. I thought it was great. Nice. Yeah. So I believe another thing lost to our episode when we originally recorded Mortal Engines, I added to my watch list Aaron Lee Carr's work of um, oh yeah film. So you've watched some since then. Yes. So, like, last week when it was What Did You Watch This Week and all that stuff, I I left out all my stuff about Erin Lee Carr because I kind of just discovered who she is. She's an HBO documentarian. She is a badass. Yeah. Uh, Because I saw Mommy Dead and Dearest, and then uh, over last week I was watching At the Heart of Gold, which was the Larry Nassar U.S. gymnastics team scandal. Um, And so as I was watching it, I was like, this feels familiar, this style. And so I realized it was Erin Lee Carr who did that, and so I wanted to watch her first movie, which is called Thought Crimes, right. The Case of the Cannibal Cop, mm-hmm. and I watched it. How was it? Weird. Oh. <laughs> it, it's very interesting because it's it just, the whole thing is made to polarize audiences to get a discussion going of, do you think he was going mm. to do it? What is the line? What is the line? Because the whole thing is, you know, this guy is insisting and his lawyers are insisting that he was arrested for a thought crime which, as Kayleen pointed out, is from 1984 of 
the thoughts that are in your head, you can't be charged with, with mm-hmm. them. You know, like I could I could imagine a tons of different things, yeah. and, but I'm not doing any I of them. I could murder you two in my head right now. I'm doing it right now, <laughs> and I'm not going to be charged with it. So but he was planning it. So it's a degree of like, well, what exactly was planning it? Yeah. Because he was doing it all in online chat rooms on different websites where he would talk horribly at length about what he wanted to do to women. What's really, really devastating is him talking about wanting to do it to his wife. Oh. And he has a wife and like a one-year-old. Oh my goodness. He talked about wanting to do it to women he knew in college. And what made it past a thought crime is that he is a police officer and he used his police database to look up addresses of women he specifically mentioned on these chat rooms. Mm. So that seems like intent. Right. And then, you know, he also posted, but then the, the lawyer's argument was he would post about, here's my, my kill room that I've been setting up, my basement, like, it looks like this, like, I know how to make chloroform it's already. It's so crazy that that stuff was being posted publicly. Uh, he was doing it with, like, two other men, so it's like they were, they were conspiring. So that was the big thing of, as soon as you bring another person in on right? it, it's conspiracy. However, none of that was true. He did not even have a basement. He lived in an apartment complex. Oh. Like... So that just was a whole thing of, like, he would insist that it was fantasy. It was him making these things up to, like, satisfy that need of, like, this is my fantasy that I need to think about. I would say the most compelling argument that I heard was nobody is faulting Stephen King for anything he does. Because Stephen King writes horrible, horrible things. True that. And we love it. We we eat it up. We watch film adaptations of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Stephen King's books are way darker than his movies. Because you can't show those sorts of things that he writes. You really can't. That's not... Steve, no, Stephen King's not intent at all. No. That's what their argument was, though, of, like, if Stephen King can write all these books and America right. can read them en masse, like, everyone's reading it, but I'm in a chat room with only two other guys talking about my fantasies, like... And, like, just going off that argument, not to say this is my personal opinion, but just, you know, if, if that is the way you're thinking, that guy, he doesn't necessarily have the talent to be an author like Stephen King, or maybe <laughs> no. he would yeah. do something like also that Also, the fact yeah. that he's claiming that they're fantasies and not works of art, that's kind of slight difference. Right. Yeah, Stephen King is not saying this is my fantasy. He's yeah. saying like I love exploring dark human yeah, psyches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. True. So all in all I do not side with this guy. I am happy there was intervention. It seems a little scary that like, you know, you could be charged with a quote thought crime. Mm-hmm. That's what people are upset about. But other people are like you might have prevented somebody from becoming the next Ed Gain. Yeah. You mm-hmm. might have prevented the next Dahmer. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about it just because it's, mm-hmm. I don't know how people are even kind of interested in this, but something else that was interesting was there was a lot of talk about how our Google knows more about us than our best friends do, mm. which is true. Because like, we, we Google things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like I, I Google just like on a day-to-day basis or you sometimes you Google your most intimate thoughts exactly. or, and stuff. Something you're too embarrassed to ask another person. Exactly. I actually, for, uh, I don't know if we've talked about it at all, but I did take an acting class and I Google stuff for acting class all the oh, time, yeah. like, of course. how to hide a dead body, <laughs> or like, <laughs> or the other day, what did I say, how to make a pipe bomb, and like, oh, I don't so think that that's, beware, he's gonna get arrested any day now. <laughs> yeah, I guess, <laughs> guess I'll know what they, what you're being taken away for. <laughs> Thought crime. Thought crime. So like, acting class, I have no intent of making a pipe bomb, but that's certainly what my Google history looks it, like. I mean, yeah. I mean, that makes 
I think about that stuff when, like, when reading Fight Club, I'm like, well, how did he get all this information about how to make explosives and soap and stuff? He didn't just know that. No, it's mm-hmm. He obviously had to do, re- well, that was back in the day. Yeah, he that one. had to read books. Well, you had to, most, people, <laughs> most people bought the same book. It was mm. the Anarchist Cookbook, and that was, like, a big thing of, like, oh, so you want to do another Oklahoma City bombing? Oh, well, guess your name's written down now. Yeah, yeah. So, who knows, Kimmy, your name's probably on a list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but also, my other search is, like... Acting like that's what I like. I like that one time. Kimmy sent me a picture on Snapchat that was like this fake garbage bag like thing that she made to look like a dead body as a prop oh, yeah. for her class, and she just sent me a picture on Snapchat like, "Look what I found!" And it's like, what? Yeah. I, okay. So I bought a Power Ranger. As I screenshot it and send it to the police. <laughs> I bought a. So the the uh, assignment was crime of passion. So I. So you murdered a Power Ranger. No, animal? listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a Power Ranger bust pinata, so it's like it's like the sh- it's like the shoulders up for the head. I did not know this. Is how you I bought this. a bag of dog food for the trunk that. of the body, oh and then I so that it would be heavy. So it would be heavy, and then I got like my hand weights to put in the arms and legs, and then I wrapped that all up in trash bags. Guy seems heavy. It no, it was heavy on purpose. I wanted it to be like the weight of like a grown man. Definitely ended up being way heavier and larger than a grown man. (laughs) But my class was really impressed by my commitment. So props for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyways, the last thing is just about the Google search history. Like, that revealed so much about him mm-hmm. of how do you make chloroform? How do you... It was really awful, but at the same time, devastating. His wife was Googling, my husband doesn't love me anymore. Oh. What do I do? Is my husband cheating on me? Oh, my goodness. How do I find out what my husband's thinking? Like, just really sad That's stuff. Sad. And so I thought that was an interesting take. Biggest downfall of the movie is they constantly filmed him eating. Ew. And I don't want to see that. Yeah. I I think that that was a big thing of just, it was clearly a filmmaking choice of let's make him look like a normal guy, but I was like, stop showing him eating casserole. I don't want to watch (laughs) this. He was... He was cooking and eating a lot of... Like, he's an Italian guy. I Yikes. think it was a big part of it. Like, him just being like, no, I just love to cook. And I was like, shut up. You shouldn't be allowed to eat food anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe that would have been a good punishment. Like, no, you get put on an IV drip for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so, so dark. So, anyways, I watched that. It was a bummer. Um... <laughs> Then I watched The Office, which was not a oh, bummer. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, because I we went through. to trivia, trivia. We did. We went back to a trivia, um, and I just I burned through a whole se- two seasons. Yeah. I I just I decided to start with eight and watch all the way through, and it was really fun. I think I I've call got it like training. Corny's training days. Yeah. I was training for my trivia. Only got one wrong last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is really exciting, and it was a sports question. Yeah, uh, oh. which I knew the answer to as soon as I sat back down. I was like, oh, it was that. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a really good run. It was not the most challenging of questions. I was kind of yeah. disappointed. Next time. Yeah, and I also just didn't like that that place we went to. So yeah, I'm more excited for the next office trivia I compete in. But um, it was really fun. I just love I love trivia. I love trivia winning fun. and answering questions. <laughs> Courtney's pretty ruthless. It's great. People yeah, at I'm the bar they were scared. like when when they showed up at the bar, they saw her and were like pointing and whispering like they recognized her <laughs> yeah. winning at the other bars. Yeah, I did like that. I <laughs> Courtney high fived me because I like 
gave an answer to a question at the same time as her or something, and then the other team looks over like, man, you guys really like The Office, and I'm sitting there as if I'm taking credit for it. I'm like, yeah, for sure, yes. I'm contributing. What was really fun is we answered the, the like, mid- bonus question which is always really hard yeah because it's it's always a very specific number it's yeah it's like a random thing and um it's always for shots or beers it's for that it's for a free round but we even got that question yeah. and we were we've like, never gotten that one uh i have you have i have yeah oh, and it was oh, the time okay. i went by myself and it was okay. like you win six shots if you get this question <laughs> right and i won and i was like um <laughs> help <laughs> And so I, I gave my shots to another team because so I was also like, "Don't impair me right now." <laughs> yeah, she didn't take her shot until we were done. Actually, yeah, I was like, "I have to focus." Yeah. Um. But anyways, that was really cool to get that question because it was, was it was fun. a tough one and it really incited fear in people. I think it did. When we were like, we, were we know exactly off. how many. Yeah, yeah, I was too off from how many episodes Melora Hardin was in, and so people were like, "Dang." Yeah. It was a nice way to just be like, "Yeah, coming." I would also like to just give a fun little trivia to our listeners that I kept. <laughs> looking to Courtney and being like, I just really want this to be my time to shine, where they happen to say, what actor from The Office was almost cast in Back to the Future? And then I could go, Melora Hardin! And then it would be dope. my trivia. <laughs> yes, it would have been yours. But they didn't. I would have sang We Are the Champions as you like walked up to turn it in. <laughs> I didn't yeah. help with trivia at all. You helped with one question? With one question. And she was... told me how to spell treble. Yeah. <laughs> right. I knew the answer was here comes treble, but she was like, I took choir, it's L-E. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one, too. We were and like, okay, give me sat back for the next two and a half hours. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. So, it was really fun, and it's just, it always feels good to rewatch that. Um, I know people don't like the end of the show, but I absolutely love season nine. It's got Nelly. Um, it's got some really good drama with Jim and Pam. Like, yeah. I was crying and during an episode today. They seem like a real legitimate couple. Yeah. That, like, a human couple that you could picture in real life. So then let's get into these La Llorona questions. Perfect. Okay. Who wants to start it off? Okay. So, these are the... La- the... La- the Lorisoner. La Lorna questions. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> these are the La Llorona questions. Here's the first one. What is... Not necessarily your favorite, but, you know, one that you like, a good, um, specifically ghost or poltergeist movie. Yeah. So this doesn't encapsulate all horror genre movies, just specifically a movie that has a ghost or a poltergeist. Um, I can start, yeah. Yeah. Um, my answer uh, is a movie that I watched over and over and over again, which is not common for me when it comes to horror movies. Mm. Uh, I'll give you a wild guess as to why I watched this one over and over again. Is Amy in it? No. <laughs> this is a high school Courtney. Think back further. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's the movie Stay Alive. I've never heard of it. With Sophia Bush. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Bush. Sophia Bush is in it, and it's awesome. Um, a lot of, like, really good people are in it. Jimmy Sims, I don't know if you guys know him. Not my he's, name. He's from Westworld and... Zodiac, he plays older mouth at the end of Zodiac. Oh, oh I yes. know who that is. He's uh-huh. from Date Night. Date Night. Yeah, he's a cutie pie. Um, he plays, like, her twin brother, and she's a goth chick. And then, like, My Lamented Melia is their friend. There's two other people in it. Doesn't matter. Um, but it's all 20-something friends who are all gamers. And oh. they, you know, they're, like, wearing the headsets. They're, they're playing all these video games. And they get access to an early edition of this game called, I want to say, Stay Alive. And it is about Countess Elizabeth Bathory. 
um, who was like this old timey um, kind of serial killer who would you know she's like a countess that people it's like a it's like a folk tale but yeah. I think it's true of she would kill young girls and bathe in their blood oh and well, so no, that's a real thing yeah that's her that's yeah. what she would do and so the the video game is like you're trying to find her in her tower and kill her before she kills you but basically if you're playing the video game if you die in the game you die in real no. life Oh no! And so it's really cool to like you know you kind of die the same way and like it's so not the just, only movie like that is it? It's kind of Final Destinationy in that regard. But, I feel no, like like I think that there's one where like I don't know what the movie is, but in the trailer like, they go if you die in the game you die in real life. Yeah, stay alive. It's it, literally in the trailer. Oh, no, like, I feel <laughs> like it's newer. more recent. Wait, wait, truth or dare? It's truth or dare. Oh, oh. no, no, no! If you die, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Uh, escape room? <laughs> is it escape room? I don't know. It's not that recent, but definitely it more seems... recent than that era. Uh, Jumanji. <laughs> like they have, know. they have like three lives in the new Jumanji because it's a video game. But if you die, you die. <laughs> when you die, you <laughs> die. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know of that. But I mean, this movie is two thousand six. That's thirteen years old now. It's really good. I, I mean, there's, it's not good, but I loved it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it sucks. Do they die by the ghost? They die by the ghost. It's Ooh. Like, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Her brother Jimmy Sims is dead. And um, it's because he was run over by a horse-drawn carriage. Oh my god. <laughs> That doesn't exist anymore. So uh, it's, like, it's like he was killed that way. They all saw it happen, and then it's like a phantom. Like the the horse disappears and stuff. But he is completely dead. You know, Milo Ventimiglia, I think, like is climbing in a castle and he falls off of a staircase. Mm. And so in he does that in real life, but it looks like a suicide, unfortunately. Oh. So like it takes him a while to figure things out because he's the first to die. Mm. And so it's just then it becomes a matter of like you have to. You have to win in the video game, but you also have to win in real life. And so, like, they yeah. try and find, like, the actual tower that this woman is kept in. Again, it's probably not good, but, but I she, loved it. But she is dead. She's dead, but she's also... I think the, the, the folktale or the myth is that, like, she... Her ghost lives on. I she's see. she's mm. haunting people, and so... Uh, she, this is, like, her clever way of, of making it 21st century of, like, I'm gonna put myself in a video game. <laughs> yes, ghosts are so smart in that way. And so, yeah, and so, do you guys care I hear ghosts are always doing that. Right? If I spoil the ending, do you care? No. So it's, like, the ending, the main character and the main girl, they have, they have defeated her, they've, like, stabbed her heart out or something in real life. And the effects are terrible. And so they're like, you know, they're happy and they're like hugging and they're like, we did it. It's over. And then the movie ends with um, a like GameStop employee like unboxing a stack of Stay Alive no. video games. No. He's like, oh, what's this cool new game? And they're like putting it on the shelf. And then it's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Stay Alive. <laughs> and then they play the song Stay Alive just right? to really ruin the mood. <laughs> so it's, it's super fun. I really enjoy it. Um, I would like to watch it again because it's, de- I, I, last time I watched it was on that portable DVD. DVD player. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah, and that's I really fun. enjoyed it. So yeah, that's that's a nice take on something of a poltergeist, something of a ghost, something mm. of a, mm. a video game. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Kimmy, do you think we have the same one? You said I, you thought we might. I think we do. Oh yeah. no. Really? I have oh. an honorable mention and I'm I just feel like one of them is gonna be the same one as you. So. Oh. You go ahead. Okay, my honorable mention will be the messengers. Oh, with Kristen with, Stewart. With Kristen Stewart. 
at the time that I saw that, I think I was in high school. It was a little bit after it came out, but not immediately after it came out. And at the time, that was my favorite horror film because hmm. I, you guys know, I'm not a huge horror film lover. I really need some substance and for it to not be about like religious stuff because that freaks me the fuck out. Like when it's like, hail Satan, rub his blood on your face. Like, <laughs> I'm not into that. I hate, I hate religious horror. So. Just because it's always like, how do I defeat you? And it's like, oh, I have to go see some old woman who's going to light a candle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to love La Llorona. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, at the time that was just the perfect balance for me where I thought it was super creepy and scary and I hadn't really delved into much horror at all at that time and it was really interesting and fun and there's a yeah. twist and I just really liked that one. So that's... I remember watching that in high school too with like yeah. a huge group of friends like during the day. Oh. So. I know. definitely want to say I watched it at a sleepover. Oh, cool. What is it? I remember birds. There's birds. Uh, I think so what's the villain? The villain is Aiden from Sex and City, and it's a <laughs> twist because he was, like, the neighbor. Okay. But but it is. That's right. But like, her brother is, like, a ghost kid or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Her brother's scary and, like, turns his head around in the, the barn. The twist okay. is that the ghosts are trying to save her, actually. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. That's and what that, it is. That the bad because guy Because the bad guy, like, killed, killed someone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a nice. murderer. Yeah, that okay. was good. If only those ghosts could be a little friendlier and looking a little less creepy. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't send out crows. <laughs> send like bunny rabbits. They're like, they're running after her like, we gotta go. But she's like, they're gonna go. <laughs> anyway. We have a message for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have a message for you. We are the messengers. <laughs> um, so my actual pick is the Insidious series. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> I haven't seen a single one of those. Really? Oh, I love yeah. them. Really? Uh, I'll rip off of you going <laughs> the forward. The third one was, uh, as you said, last week or the week before, the third one is hot garbage. Yeah. It's a stupid movie. Um, the first two, I think I like equally. They were both really, really strong. I really like the And the, the second one. one just builds on the lore of what we've already seen mm. in the first one, and it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't need a third one, but if they had expanded on the universe in the same kind of way it could have been really fun but it was stupid and I hated it yeah but the first two are very good and they make the really compelling backstories for why the ghosts are doing what they're doing and it's mm -hmm. ends up being pretty sad and traumatizing yeah oh there's like a super scary moment where the camera is on one person and then it goes back to what is that guy's name uh Patrick Pat Wilson yeah no really Patrick from The Conjuring yep Oh, yeah, he's in Wilson. two really popular yeah. <laughs> series. Switches back to Patrick Wilson and one of the scary fucking poltergeist, like Darth Maul looking hook yeah. <laughs> yeah. guys right behind him. Oh, the Darth Maul? <laughs> yeah, that's so scary. I love that he does tiptoe. Yeah, no, that's where really? that song comes that from. That song yeah. needs to go away. <laughs> yeah, so, there's I no need for okay, you guys in high school. Before I had seen this movie, back when I still like didn't watch any horror Jillian had seen this movie, and she told me about how that was the scariest scene and how the demon guy does this weird little dance. I hadn't seen it, so I made up this weird little dance. <laughs> and, like, anytime I met someone new, she'd be like, show them the tiptoe through the tulip dance. <laughs> Every time you met someone new? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Jillian's like, you can only have one friend, it's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah. So I would sing it like that, like, tiptoe, and, like, do this little dance. <laughs> 
I thought it was so funny. I bet it was. He's a bit dance later. Almost on the ground. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess that'll be my honorable mention. Yes, Insidious is super good, especially the first one. I felt like it was done practically really well. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the second time going through it. I remember thinking after I'd watched it the first time and had all the initial scare, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, like you could have made that in your backyard. But like after a couple of years later, I kind of appreciate it for that fact Mm -hmm. because of how practical it was yeah down to like fog machines and stuff probably we were having a conversation about jump scares and i think that this movie is not to say the pioneer but they did a really good job of showing you things and making you think there would be a jump scare. But mm-hmm. really, there's just some creepy shit in the background sometimes. Yeah, what a mm. great way to reinvent yeah. the jump scare is yeah. to fake you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that was such a thing, you know? Yeah. At, a, at mm. a time, and people had to reinvent it to, you know, spook audiences again. Yeah. Well, I something to say about that, but I'll save it for our next question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you have an honorable mention you want to share? My honorable mention was Insidious. Oh. So um, I guess my real mentioned. choice is the first Conjuring movie. Oh, cool. Patrick yeah. Wilson. I, I think all the rest are bad. <laughs> I don't know why this is an expanded universe. No, I don't, I don't know. Well, Annabelle is oh. our Conjuring movies. No, I know. I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, I haven't seen the any nun, of either. Apparently the Nun, apparently. Yeah. La Llorona is from the same creators. Yeah. We, we'll talk about that. Yeah. And, um... But the first Conjuring, like, I don't know, the the trailer was pretty popular with the clap claps. Oh, that was dope. You know? Mm-hmm. And I just, <laughs> when I went to go see yeah. in the theater, people would do that in the theater. Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and um, I just thought it was really original, like an original take on, you know, you're possessed by a spirit thing, because that's so overdone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they just kind of kill it with all the, with all the sequels and stuff. But the original I like. You you just killed it like slang, and I was like, "What? No, they killed, killed it. it with this." No, they 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 destroyed I, it. I, I destroyed realized, it. Yeah, yeah, I realized after. What you Sorry, meant, yeah. no, the sequels are trash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so kind of going off of that, um, my next question is: What is a good jump scare from a movie? It doesn't have to be your favorite or the best. Mm-hmm. That would get pretty tedious. Um, mm-hmm. looking for the answer. Oh, I just thought of such a good one. What's a good jump scare from a movie that you remember? Excellent. Um, I think that this works for two movies because they're sequels, and that is the Paranormal Activity franchise. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. love it. And in terms of kind of flipping it on its head or revolutionizing or really just having a fresh take on jump scares, that movie <laughs> is... People will complain about it. I love it. But they're like, it's 90 minutes... Of just like staring Tables at a, a, a bed <laughs> yeah. or a mm-hmm. table, but then, well, get ready for that last minute because yeah. Yeah, yeah. that last minute is just so full of a, a jump scare on jump scare on jump scare that is earned. Like it's haunting and terrifying when you see those little, those little like poltergeist footprints in the yeah. flower, yeah, or you just see Katie standing next to her bed for three straight hours Gross. and yes. the time is going really fast. Yes, yes. Uh, or her, I think she just like she's like ripping apart her skin and he doesn't really, or she's she's clutching a crucifix so hard that she's bleeding. Yuck. And it's just those slow burn things that I love yeah. of um, 
and then it, all hell breaks loose in the last minute and it, it's it's so many jump scares that yeah. are deserved and by then you're just you're you're tightly packed with the emotion and energy and you're gonna like burst watching it yeah um and I think that the second one is even scarier when you you see those flash uh that one is the the last the the last scene is a really good jump scare mm. um that just lasts and lasts and lasts and I love it yeah, you're making me want to watch it again. I love Paranormal <laughs> Activity. It's been a while since we yeah. watched it. Uh, that, you know what else is really good about that movie in terms of jump scares? Is that we have a professor who always talked about how movies, when she watches them, annoy oh, yes. her. Because the camera is the view that you get. It mm. tells you, know? you what to look at. It tells you what to look at. And with that movie, it's it's kind of like even even more forced perspective because Hugely. it's found yeah. footage and yes it's, it, it's it's also static for a long time of like you get to see this room you hear noises in the hallway the door moves and you can't see what's behind the door yeah mm-hmm. it's so fun anyways yeah that's my answer uh so i got really excited because i was thinking of like specific jump scares within movies yeah and mine is not of the horror genre but it was just the first thing that came to my head and i got excited <laughs> Okay, what is it? It's uh in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Do you know what I'm talking about? Give me a second. Oh, it's the oh, it's the book. It's the book. <laughs> it's the book that he opens up in the restricted section, and the face comes out and goes. Yeah, but you didn't give me a second. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited. Sorry. I did. <laughs> It was the book part. I just remember seeing that in theaters when I was, how old were we? Seven, eight, something like that. Young as hell. And it's like a pretty, it's obviously like the least dark of the franchise because they just get darker and darker. And that one, you know, there's obviously some scary bits, like the troll bit is a little bit scary for a seven-year-old or whatnot, but I just remember that part. No one was expecting it, and we all, everybody who I was with just went, ah! I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that's all. This isn't my answer, but going off that, what's the jump scare in Lord of the Rings Fellowship? Anyone know? Oh, it's, it's, when he no, goes, let, let, gosh, let me oh, say it! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I was it's right. when Bilbo does that. <laughs> Yeah, I like that my sound effects was a good enough answer. Uh, those out of place those. jump scares. I remember that being really scary. Mm. They get you because in a horror film, it's more like when you're watching your you're toast in the toaster, yeah. and you're like, it's gonna pop and it's gonna scare you, but you know it's coming. But in those movies, you're it's like, like you never even put toast in the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> the toaster goes off anyway. <laughs> Uh, but my real answer is it follows. It's the part where the girl opens the door and there's somebody at the door. Oh, but, the tall ass guy? Yeah, but then the tall oh. ass guy comes in and that's like really shocking. Oh, because you think it's going to be the naked lady, right? Well, you yeah, you think it's going to be, well, because the friend is there. The friend is at the door and so you're like, oh, oh right. my shit. What was that? Courtney's shoes. shoes are a fucking ghost. <laughs> all my shoes are stacked up in my closet and they're all falling down right now and I can hear it. It's actually La Llorona. I think you mean La Llorona's pushing your shoes over to get your attention. She's like, pay attention to me. Stop it, we'll get to you. <laughs> this is my movie. And there's other jump scares in that, like the part where the mom fucking launches at the kid. Oh, yeah. That was super scary. And that that one is just so scary because they keep changing who the creature is, so you never know what to expect, and they're always scary looking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the scariest follow. The thing about that movie is how ominous it is. It's not really like... They walk slow. Yeah. 
it's not really like adrenaline-y as far as like, you know, just like a creeping. Never like, ending. Yeah. I really just hate the like STD metaphor of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I yeah. hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is such a bummer. With further discussion on it, it's not as revolutionary as, you know, I would have hoped. Um, uh, but um, clamshell phone. Clamshell <laughs> phone. <laughs> so that's what I had to say about that. <laughs> Questions done. Good, done. good job, you guys. All right, we are ready to get into the curse of La Llorona, you guys. I can't wait for this part of the podcast. Do you have any? Well, you know the problem with this is that it is technically folklore, um, so you know we not know really bit. historical. But um, do you have any predictions about the film? Well, yes, <laughs> Kayleen and I do have a leg up on the competition here. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, do you do you not remember the story right now? She doesn't remember anything about our friendship. <laughs> okay, so Courtney and I what? attended Comic Con last year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, I know you guys yeah, did yeah. this. Okay, and we were the lucky chosen ones amongst others, but it was a raffle. Still, it was only like a room of like a hundred people. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. We uh, were the chosen ones to get to go to this thing at Comic Con on preview night called Scare Diego, and we went there because they were like, we're going to talk about The Nun, we're going to talk about It Chapter 2, and more. So we for sure thought we were going to see some James McAvoy and Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain. Lo and behold, the entire night was about the curse of lawyer. <laughs> the entire night. The entire wow. night. And how they did it was they were like, you guys have never met this director before, <laughs> but we have faith in him. He's got a really cool story. Come out here, no name. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> meanwhile, we we were seriously like, oh, stalking the the shoes of people uh, behind the curtain because yeah. we could see them. We were like, I bet that's Jessica. We, we thought Linda Cardellini was Jessica Chastain. Yeah, no. uh, we did guess correctly that Taisa Farmiga was there. Oh, cool. Um, but we for the nun, yeah, yeah. There was some freak back there wearing really weird pants. And like we were Pennywise like, pants. We were like, that's Pennywise. He's gonna come out dressed like as Pennywise. And and Bill Skarsgård was at Comic-Con, so well, how dare they not let yeah. him come? Like, yeah, I, so I saw mad. him the next day, and I was like, where were you last night? <laughs> <laughs> I cornered him in the hallway, I was like, where were you? Oh, what's up, Castle Rock? <laughs> they all came out, the cast and director and, uh, what's that guy's name, Conjuring guy? James Wan. James Wan. So they're all out there, and they're like, we're gonna show you a trailer for La Llorona, and we're like, okay, that's fine. Now it chapter two, and then they're like, no, I'm so sorry. We're gonna show you three more clips, and we're gonna talk for like 45 minutes. And so they showed us a large portion of the movie. Uh, uh. We saw it three different scenes, yep. and they had the whole cast each tell a spooky story from and, the set. Yeah. And to which, right. to which I was like, was it as scary as all my shoes just falling down in the closet? <laughs> because that's as scary as they all were. Yeah. Uh. The cast had these ridiculous stories, except for Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini was like, I'm not getting in on this. Yeah. She's like, she was just up there being a queen. She was mm. so, oh my gosh, her calf muscles. Yeah. <laughs> thought they were she Jessica's. Was, she was wearing this dress and I was like, look at her calves. Like she's, yeah. oh, she's a queen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we saw... The scenes that we saw, for sure, that I remember is we saw the entire scene with the little boy in the car. Okay, where... well, that's the trailer. Yeah, that was, but we, they did, but we did that see the, the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, we saw, like, him struggling to lock all sides of the door. And we saw him, like, go over to, like, the corner and see her, like, in 
like on the hill. Or yeah, something. like up on like the sewery type area. All right. Well, I wasn't getting gonna get into that very much anyways because oh, okay. it was in the trailer. We might not have seen spoilery things. We definitely yeah. saw them like at the orphanage or the foster home, like okay. running well, they were around. In a creepy hospital, right? Or was that just an orphanage? Was it a foster home? It's it's um like a charitable housing. Okay. okay. And okay. then there's also the, we bathtub saw that whole scene. bathtub scene. Okay. With the little girl, like, getting pushed underwater. Yeah, okay. Basically, my predictions are, and Linda Carlini, is she their mom? Those she are her foster kids. Foster mom, right? She's their real mom. Uh, so she's the real mom of two of them, and then aren't there other kids from a foster home? Yes, there's, yeah, I'll get into that. Okay. Okay. So, so let's just get into our predictions. So what were you thinking, Courtney? Uh, Linda Carlini is the that. mother of two, a boy and a girl, and she takes in another boy or two other boys because their mother uh she seemed very upset to lose her children we saw her i think um but maybe they she was declared unfit or something but really it's because la llorona was coming after her i was gonna say was she acting psycho because la llorona was trying to murder her kids and they took her kids away yeah like it seemed like they were trying to come for them so maybe linda cardellini ends up with these other children that seems like too many kids and i four children i don't remember her ever being with four yeah, children. Yeah, I also know there was, like, a murder, right? Because Linda Cardellini, like, shows up at a crime scene or something. Yes, which, do they, what is her job? Is she a cop or is she a foster mom? Guess you'll find out. No, like, <laughs> I'm fine. I just want to know, like, that much. Okay. I think she's a cop. She's, like, a detective or something. I think she's a detective who, or, like. Or works for, like, CPS. Okay. So she's in some affiliate where she, there's a reason she's at this crime scene mm-hmm. and that she's taking these children. Basically, La Llorona is mad that she's taking them, or La Llorona is like, ooh, fresh meat, I'm gonna come after <laughs> yeah. you now. And so she wants her kids. Also, I think she cries, right? Isn't that a thing? Oh La yeah, Llorona it cries. means the weeping woman, doesn't it? La Llorona? Oh, maybe. Like the crying woman? I don't know she the was, translation. Because she was but... crying over her kids when she murdered them, because she murdered her own kids. Did she drown her kids? She drowned her kids. I was actually going to sure. get into the folklore before we started. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think she drowns her kids, and then she's and then she killed herself, and then she's forever uh, mourning her kids that she killed, and so she wants to steal other people's kids. That's really sad. Her name does mean the weeping woman. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And she makes... I remember hearing a scary crying noise in the... I do too, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I know what it is. She misses her children. She's gonna drown other children. Yeah. That's awful. Um, I... It seems like to escape her, um, she's probably gonna be tempting Linda to drown her own children, Mm. or it's gonna be that Linda's always constantly trying to keep her children from being drowned. Because there was a lot of water. Maybe she possesses Linda... Maybe. I felt like there was dripping when we were in the foster home. Then we end up down yeah. by the water in the rain. For I wonder the car if that's scene. a thing that she's only around during water stuff, so they just like make it rain a Don't lot. Don't live in, this in movie. Oregon. <laughs> Doesn't it take place in LA? It does. Oh, so oh. see, like. Okay. <laughs> They're just yeah. in a rainy bad, season. Bad pickings, La Llorona. <laughs> it's a La Llorona season in LA. <laughs> it really is. Gosh. Um, so, I just feel like it's going to be something really cheesy of like. A mother's love will set her free. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, she, yeah. She just needs to hear from a child, I love you, mom. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> she needs a, she just needs a Mother's Day card. <laughs> or she's gonna, it's gonna, okay, guys, the tables are gonna turn. The kids are gonna try to drown their mom the whole movie. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, okay, never mind. We're not gonna have a happy ending. She's gonna drown. That's how she's gonna be killed. Linda? No. La Llorona, I think. That oh, they're the going to kill her The kids and the mom are all going to team up, and they're going to, like, 
hit her with her car and then drown her in a well. I or think something. they're also gonna like tease a sequel. Like if they if they drown her, her Ooh, hand's cr- gonna pop out of or the water. Crying. Ooh, like I'm dirty scared now. Coming. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> no, don't be scared. Well, okay. So <laughs> Hold on, I think Kayleen might have more to say because I know that's, that's I plenty. That. Okay. Um. So I would like to start off with you know telling a little story about how I first found out about La Llorona, oh. which I think I've told you guys all this before, but you mm-hmm. know for the benefit of our listeners. So this is a um, a Mexican folktale. Yeah. Uh, that apparently a lot of um, people grow up with. Yeah. Like, their abuelas tell them. Like and, Marilyn and Javi and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so that's where I heard about it. I was on a trip to San Francisco with three other friends of mine to go do grad school auditions. And I don't know how we got on this topic, but we started talking about this story of La Llorona. And all of them are from Mexican families, and they all started freaking out. And they were like, oh my god. Don't talk about it. My grandma talked about that story. Oh my god. And what's really funny was that they all had the exact same story, like down to like tiny details. Mm. It was really interesting. So the story is, there was a beautiful woman in Mexico, and I feel like I'm going to get this wrong, but you know, this is just paraphrasing <laughs> from what I know. I didn't grow up with this legend, so. Yeah. This beautiful woman in Mexico, she's the most beautiful woman in the town, and a really rich, wealthy Ooh. man comes. Sorry, I just want to give one more prediction based on memory. Uh, okay. She's wearing a wedding dress, I think, so it has something to do with her husband and him being bad or something. Okay, go. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is scary. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> He's going to divorce her, so she puts on her wedding dress and dress and drowns their kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, We're all getting haunted today. <laughs> wealthy ranchero comes to town, and he has to marry her. They get married and they have two beautiful children and they're very, very happy until one day the woman catches her husband cheating. It's Medea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she's so overcome with grief by what she's seen that she, you know, in, you know, anger and wrath drowns her two kids in the river. That isn't the one you should drown. (laughs) When she, well, she wants to take away the thing that's most dear to oh. him. It's Medea. And <laughs> yeah. when she comes to and realizes what she's done, she also throws herself into the river oh. and drowns. And now she wanders the land searching for her kids. The legend is, you know, don't let your kids go outside and wander off or else La Llorona will take you. And they all did this funny voice. They're like, oh, my grandma would always do the sound. They would, she would go, oh, Missy hijos. And they all got goosebumps. It was really funny. <laughs> really and gross. I was laughing. I was like, guys, that this is so scary. <laughs> but it, yeah. they were all terrified. It was really lovely. And um so that's the story. You should have just like started like you should have woke up earlier with everyone and just been like, Me see you should have, yeah. Like how me and Daniel used to do the Baba Duke thing to you. Yeah, Ooh. that's not nice. <laughs> no, gosh, we're not friends. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, we made jokes about it all weekend, but that was pretty good. All right, so I'll get into this, you guys. I would like to tell a little bit about my movie-going experience. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a 2.15 showing <laughs> on, on a uh, Thursday <laughs> <laughs> to see The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah. Nobody was there. No. <laughs> nobody. It's been a while since I've been in the movies by myself, but that was pretty Especially fun. Especially for a scary movie. Yeah. So I'm, whenever I do that, I'm not scared of 
anything happening movie-wise, I'm scared of being murdered. I'm like, this is a great time to kill me. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm so you guys, No witnesses. As I told you guys earlier, there were a couple movie drifters, movie theater drifters who came in and out of the theater. And for, you know, listeners who don't know what a movie theater drifter is, they are sad, lonely old men who spend their entire day movie hopping. A couple people join me, um... Therein now again, but um, uh, mostly it was just me. See, I would have left the theater afraid of murder. <laughs> no, I, I had to do it for the pod. No. <laughs> yeah, that that was a that was cool. We'll say that uh, they played another Annabelle movie is coming out. You guys. Oh yeah. Another one. What's it called? How many have there been? Two Annabelles. Three Conjurings, maybe. Two Conjurings and none, and two Annabelles. I want them to just start, like, mix-matching titles. Like, this one will be, like, Annabelle, colon, The Conjuring. (laughs) (laughs) The Conjuring of Annabelle, The Creation. (laughs) Okay, so the movie starts, you guys. What's it called? What's the new one called? Annabelle? (laughs) It's called Annabelle, like, colon something. Annabelle Hannibal? (laughs) Hannibal Annabelle. (laughs) I don't know. I can't remember. It's, it's like, it's like... Annabelle the Cannibal. (laughs) All right, so the movie begins. It's Mexico, 1673. Wow, wow. they went far back. Okay, they're going to show us the folklore. Yeah. Cool. And um, there's no dialogue, but all that happens is there's a family. It's a mother, father, and two sons, and they're playing in the field. And they are so happy. The youngest son gives his mother this beautiful blue pendant, and they're happy. And the mom says, I'll love you forever. <laughs> you know. Because. As you do. Forever. <laughs> forever. The younger son... She quotes the whole rest of that book. I'll like you for always. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I'm living. Oh. Maybe I'll be. <laughs> or dead. What? Who? What? Spoilers. Um, the younger son closes... Spoilers for I'll love you forever. <laughs> <laughs> the younger son closes his eyes for a second and... He opens them and he finds out that he's alone. He's alone in the field. He's calling out to everybody, Mom, Pop, where did you go? He's speaking Spanish, right? Yes, he's speaking Spanish. I can't speak Spanish. (laughs) No, that's fine. I just was going to be really annoyed. (laughs) I watched that severe. They're like, Mexico, Papa, Mom. (laughs) There's some other whitewashing that you can get angry at in a second here. Okay. Oh, my... Okay, sorry. Are these Mexican actors playing these parts? Yes. Okay, thank goodness. Um, He's... Walking around, looking for them, he's getting farther and farther into the forest, and he hears them by the stream. And he looks over, and there's this horribly scary bride, covered with her veil, drowning his brother in the stream. And the creepy bride cocks her head and looks over at him, and he starts running, he's running, he's running away, and he gets grabbed by her, and he turns and he says, Mama, no! And then he gets dragged away, and then it's... Was it scary? Nothing about this movie is scary. Okay. <laughs> Just let me put it up. It's cheesy. Okay. But um, I feel like we're going to have a scarier time tonight. I feel like we're sitting around a campfire right? talking about yeah. stories. Feel also, a little bit like that. The way that Kimmy cocked her head, I was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting really physical with it. I just, it made me wonder if it was actually scary or not. I mean, I guess there's parts that are scary, okay. but um, I, I don't scare very easy, so. Yeah, true. Uh, title sequence, The Curse of La Llorona. So we don't even see this one drown? We just assume? Yeah. Okay. Um, flash forward, it's now 1973, Los Angeles. Oh, all right. So okay. 100 years later. And so it's not present day. The movie takes place in the 70s. It does take we place in that. the 70s. Yeah. So I forgot She's that. in like a hideous old car. She's got bell bombs on. Yeah. Sure did forget that. She's got that. some oh, I wings remember. in her hair. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, as far as I looked it up on um, Wikipedia, Anna is said to be a Mexican CPS uh, caseworker. Oh. Except for, you know, Linda Carlini is not Mexican. Not at all. Oh, gosh. She's she not Mexican. She's really playing In a fact, Mexican? Yes, I did she's, not know she was She playing is Mexican. a Mexican in this movie. But, uh, you know, Linda Carlini is actually Italian, Irish, German, and Scottish. That's terrible. Also, yes. both of her children are, if she's supposed to be Mexican, she doesn't know a lot about the culture or, any, okay, or so anything having like... to do with La Llorona, which. You know, everybody else in the film who's Mexican does. So the only reason you're saying she's Mexican is that, like, that's what Wikipedia lists her as, as yes. Mexican social worker? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Could I'm be wrong. If, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What's her... Do they say her... Her, her full name? Is yeah. it Anna? Well, I mean, she could have even been married to, like... Is her yeah. husband not alive? Sorry, were you getting into that? And we're I'm getting into... Okay, okay. Uh, it says her name is Anna Tate Garcia. That's yeah. her maiden name, so it sounds like she was playing a white woman who then was... Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I think it should be a, a, a Hispanic yeah. in this role. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. But maybe that's the point, so that she doesn't know about all this, but mm. also her husband is and her kids are. You'd so. think he would, if, if you found out on a trip with, you know, our Mexican friends, then why didn't she find out after years and years of being married? Yeah. Especially if, her, if she has kids. You'd think he would have, like, told it to them as a scary story. Maybe. Yeah. But, uh, I digress. <laughs> uh, she's just like any other mom, struggling to get her kids out of bed and fed breakfast <laughs> and get into the car. Oh, damn, they missed the bus just by seconds. Oh, uh, mom. she thinks, like, oh, late again. Yes, yes. Like The office will have my lunch for this. Does well, she say things like, adios me? <laughs> no, she doesn't speak Spanish. Okay, that's true. She doesn't speak Spanish in this, but uh, she does finally get to work, and she is reprimanded by her boss for being late again. Again, Linda? Anna has been working at, on this case where this mother, um, Patricia Alvarez, is under investigation because her children haven't been in school for several days. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, but... Her boss says, you know, I've given your case to your co-worker, Donna. Oh. Uh, because because Donna doesn't have any outside-of-work responsibilities like you do, Anna. Like kids. You gross mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing against you, Anna. It's just that I feel like the more organized and responsible co-worker is the one without children. So. I mean, Take Anna's vagina away. <laughs> But Anna says, no, that's not going to happen. I have to have this case. Patricia won't trust Donna like she's trust me. I've built up a rapport with her. You have to let me go and check on these kids at their home. Uh-huh. And their boss says, okay, but you have to take police backup. Uh, so Anna, you know, makes it over to Patricia's house. Patricia's crappy apartment is laden with all these wacky wind chimes and other kind of witch doctor looking like repellent things. Mm -hmm. All around and uh, hieroglyphs like painted she's all just over. Just a whimsical gal. Um, <laughs> or she's trying to repel all your I guess. Um, she knocks on the door and it, Patricia has the door lock on the door chain. Mm -hmm. She says, "No, you can't come in." And she finally talks Patricia down, but she says, "You have to leave the policeman outside." Oh. And she says, "Okay, yeah, it's just gonna be you and me, Pat's. Woman just you woman. and me." And she lets her in. The house is disgusting and dirty and scary. Everything's knocked over. It looks like just a tornado swept through there. And um, Patricia looks a little zonked out. She's kind of crying and, you know, freaking out and hyperventilating a little bit. She's looking out in the distance. She says, what? What do you hear? And she says, her crying. Mm. 
And Linda looks around. She kind of leaves Patricia to go check out the rest of the house. It's just as dank and dirty as the front of the house. And then she comes to a bolted door with all these horrible, creepy drawings and symbols covering it. And it's bolted shut. This woman's supposed to be raising children. That's so sad. Yes. And um, she tries to open it. I feel like they are too. Like, or at least one of them. Because I feel like we've seen the other yeah. ones walking around, like, the foster home, and so I'm concerned. Mm. Maybe one's dead, and then the other one's alive and gets taken to the foster home, but he keeps seeing his dead brother. Oh! Well, you're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> she tries to open the door, and she's trying really hard. Suddenly, Patricia comes and pushes her to the ground and starts attacking her. No, you can't open the door! You can't! And she has a hammer! And she's gonna bash Anna's face in. But just in time, the police backup busts in the house and arrests Patricia. Anna has taken the key off of Patricia's neck to open the lock. She opens the door. Oh, is she just hiding the kids? And inside, the two kids are in there. They look pretty skinny. They look pretty scared. They look Aww. pretty dirty, but then... She was they... hiding them from Lawyer Rona. She's a good mom. <laughs> the oh, kid but it says, looks really bad. <laughs> the, the kid says, close the door, please. She'll hurt us. Oh, He's no. He's talking about Lawyer Rona. And, and Linda. I keep calling her Linda. <laughs> I honestly fine. thought her name was Linda for the, through most of the movie. It's so. not that different than Anna. Anna says, I promise no one is going to hurt you. And the kids have what looks like cigarette burns all over their arms. It's oh. like Rona hands. <laughs> <laughs> Anna takes them uh, to CPS to be assigned to a shelter. That's so sad. Yeah. It really is. The boys look really scared. They're clinging to each other. They look really afraid. Anna bends down to look at their arms, and she says, Who did that to you? And one of them says, She did it. And they say, Your mom? Be more specific. <laughs> and she, they said, No, not her. Mm. And Anna says, Well... I promise now you're going to be safe. Anna finally gets home from her long day of work. Uh, She has a daughter and a son, a daughter named Sam, and a son named Chris. And Sam is watching TV, and Chris is in their dad's office playing cops. um, Anna goes and kind of watches him for a while. What does playing cops mean? Like make-believe cops. Like by himself, though. Yeah, he's by himself. Just cops. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it's usually like cops and robbers. No, he he's pre- doesn't have any playmates. He to, he's pretending to be a cop. He's looking at me. He's like, it's me, a cop. <laughs> um, then I'm gonna we, get to you, robbers. <laughs> we find out uh, that their dad was a cop and was killed on watch. Oh, so Anna sad. is a single mother taking care of her two children. That night, where we go to the Saint Victoria's Charitable Housing, which is like housing for. For foster kids, soon to be mm-hmm. foster kid people, they haven't found a place for them yet. It's like a huge apartment building. Yeah. And the two Alvarez boys are trying to sleep in their beds. It's dark. It's dingy. The lights oh, we saw are the flickering. Too. Yeah. And there's heavy footsteps outside down the hall. Younger sibling is staring at the door, horrified. Something's getting closer and closer. It busts open. Oh no! It's just a security guard. <laughs> flashing his light mm-hmm. around the room. But then the boy hears some faint crying heard somewhere out in the hall. The boy turns around to see that his brother is not in his bed anymore. 
And he looks over and the door is open and his brother is facing outward. So we always oh. see the back of him. Oh, I remember this. Kind yeah. of trance-like out. And then he leaves and he's like, hey, come back. And he goes out into the hall, and at the very end of the hall is his brother still with his back face to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he turns down the other corridor. And it goes on like that for quite a long time. It's pretty scary. Yeah. The lights are flickering on and off. And then finally he turns another corner, and his brother is facing him now yeah. from the other end of the hall, pointing behind him. Oh, yeah, we remember yeah. that. Yeah. He turns around, and he looks into one of those corner security mirrors. Yep. <laughs> and there's... Lyorona floating down the hall. Gross. But the lights flicker and she's gone from the reflection. But there's some dripping from the ceiling. Oh my god, this is so gross. These poor children deserve better. (laughs) Yeah. Dripping from the ceiling and he looks down and there's a puddle just at his feet. Mm. He looks closer at the puddle and Lyorona jumps out! Does she try to drown him within that two inches of puddle? Yeah, she gets him. Wow. Oh, she kills him? She gets him. Can you specify? Well, I will in the next in the next part of this explanation. I'm switching over to my non-typed notes now, so it might get a little sketchy here. <laughs> but I'm going to try and do it. Linda gets a call in the middle of the night. Anna. Oh, fuck. I wrote Linda. <laughs> I bet I wrote Linda throughout this entire thing. Um, Anna gets a call in the middle of the night from her boss. Call her Velma. <laughs> <laughs> right? Ooh, that's a good role. That's pretty good. Um... Anna gets a call in the middle of the night from the authorities. We don't hear what he says on the phone, but we can tell that it's not good because she starts crying. Oh. She shows up at the crime scene, and it's the two Alvarez boys. They're at an, uh, an aqueduct, like a channel. Oh, yeah. Yep, you know? Okay, this is that scene. Um, that the boys have been drowned. Damn. Also, they... Yeah, oh, they're sorry. dead? They're dead. Both of them are dead. They're in body bags. See, that makes sense why there was, like, a murder, and then we see yeah, the mom running up. I thought up. there was a murder. I thought the mom was mad that, like, Linda had taken her children in. That's oh, no. so sad. The kids have been drowned. Oh, um, also, um, Anna... And that's why I thought police, because they're at a crime scene. Four yeah. dead children. The movie's just begun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Anna brought the kids in the car. Patricia appears. She's screaming, No, Misios! My children! It's your fault! It's your fault! I tried to stop her! And she says, Who? Who did you try to stop? She says, La Llorona! (laughs) (laughs) What? We're listening to you to (laughs) sing the movie. Kimmy looks like she was both frightened and also (laughs) hated the movie at the same time. She's like, this is my life's work. You guys don't like it. <laughs> As if she wrote the movie and is hoping we like it. <laughs> I was, I was expecting a little more audience participation. Sorry, I, I know. Like, I, yeah, I, we've seen I'm it, expect- but also we know. <laughs> I'm looking at Courtney, like expecting her to be like, oh, but you're like, just smiling at me, like, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a part of me thinks, because obviously, yes, she kept her boys alive, and so that's why she's saying your fault. But they might have died in there if they're all skinny and scary. Like, mm-hmm. you were not giving them a good right. life alternative. What is the lesser killed. of two evils, yeah. I guess? Yeah. I guess. Gosh, that's just, I wonder how long La Llorona had been creeping up on her. Right. I don't know. Also, yeah. when, like, does she not move in, on to another family until she has murdered that one? Or, like, if they moved away, would they be all right? You know? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I'm curious. Back in the car, Chris. 
is trying to get a closer look at the body. You know, he's a kid. He's curious. So he leaves the car and goes to, like, a tunnel overhead on the hill. It's like a sewage tunnel. So she brought them because she was at home and no one could, like, watch them? Yeah, probably. Call Donna. Make Donna go do this. Yeah, stupid Donna. (laughs) If it's the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean instead of, yeah. Yeah, I guess Donna can have her case. I have two children. Why would you call Anna and not Donna? Right? I guess she feels (laughs) responsible for them. She has to go. Well, that's why I don't He shouldn't have even told her. (laughs) Yeah. Idiots. Well... Chris is looking over the hill, getting a closer look at the bodies. He hears some crying from behind him in the sewage tunnel. He looks behind him. He sees something very hunched over. It's La Llorona. (laughs) Hunched over. It sees him and gets up. And we see her walking towards him very slowly as he's backing up. You guys probably saw this part. But then she suddenly comes from another section. You know, she's a poltergeist. She can do what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she grabs his arm and burns his arm with her grip. Mm, and yeah. he screams and oh, runs the away. cigarette burns. You're right, Courtney. I mean, it is just weird that that's her special skill. I don't yeah. think that that's part of the lore. Yeah. My but... hands are fire. <laughs> because but water is my specialty. <laughs> because water? <laughs> Uh, my major is water funny. with an emphasis in fire. <laughs> she, when she touches you, she made you all pruney. <laughs> Chris, it looks like you've been in a bathtub for two hours. <laughs> but just on certain parts of your skin. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. Chris runs back into the car. He shuts all the doors. La Llorona screams at the window. Chris screams back. Oh my gosh, can you see her? But Sam can't see La Llorona yet. Oh. Oh, you saw it. It's part of the trailer, but all the windows start rolling yeah, down. Yeah. He has to roll them back up. Yeah. The doors start unlocking. He yeah. has to lock those back. I like that La Llorona can change where she's at at any moment, but she's like, darn this car and it's locked. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Push waiting. the car into the aqueduct. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah, there, it's done. She can have all the children she wants if she (laughs) tried a little harder. (laughs) Clearly she's not very creative. (laughs) Um, They're waiting in silence for the next sign of La Llorona. Suddenly, the front door opens. Oh, it's just Mom. Yeah. Hi, Mom. What's wrong? Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I just heard La Llorona. (laughs) Kiki is the weeping woman. (laughs) She stands at the foot of the water. I was going to say, she cries for the water. She cries for the faucet water. (laughs) So their mom, Anna, is like, what's wrong? Are you okay? What's wrong, Chris? And Chris says, I'm fine. That's the end of that scene. He just says, I'm fine? Yeah, I'm fine. He lies and says nothing Uh, is wrong. Okay, Chris. (laughs) The next day, and Anna's walking past the neighborhood um, of the Alvarez kids, where a priest uh, shows up. You know, he's here to provide some exposition about what smudging is. Smudging is kind of like, it looks kind of like when you burn sage and, and you blow it at the person, you wave it at them, it dispels all the negative energy and spirits around them and stuff. But it's like a, like a... Like a exorcism type thing? I no, mean, it's just, they're doing like it during the day the and house. outside. It's just like a protection kind of. But on the Alvarez house? No, they're doing it on people. Oh. Okay. From, oh. The, from the neighborhood. Oh, okay. Uh, guess who's performing the smudging? It's Tuco from Breaking Bad. We know that. He was there and he told the horrible ghost story. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. So he's the priest you're saying? 
Uh, no, Tuco's not the priest. Oh, okay. The, um, Tuco is performing the smudging, um, and the priest is kind of telling uh, Anna that's what's going on. Mm, I see. He kind of talks about, well, Anna says, can I ask you something, Father? Have you ever heard of the name La Llorona? And he says, La Llorona. I haven't heard that name since I was oh a boy. In 40 years. <laughs> they talk about the story, they, the legend that I told you at the beginning of, the, of this explanation, except for he says, La Llorona, she threw herself into the water and drowned herself as well. And then they kind of show a flashback of that. The father says, here, have this rosary. I've had it since I was very, very young. It seems like a childhood heirloom. You don't just yeah. give it to a stranger. Exactly. You know, they, I, I've known you for all of two seconds. <laughs> but you said the magic words. Here's Llorona. my magic rosary. You know, you should have it. The last and person who told me about La Llorona wanted me to give you this. <laughs> she says, that's okay. I'm not really that religious. And he says, you don't have to be religious to have faith. So. I, I mean, okay. <laughs> um, faith in what? In La Llorona? <laughs> also, isn't that like kind of rude? He was just like, here's this precious heirloom. And she was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't want to take it. I would love it if she was like, pass. <laughs> um, back best. at the house. The daughter is out in the backyard. It looks a little bit like it might rain. Uh, and she hears some crying coming from somewhere. She goes to look up over her fence. Nothing out there. She opens up her umbrella, which is a clear umbrella, like one of those see-through oh, yeah. ones. That seems ahead of its time. Yeah, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> that was in the 70s. She opens the umbrella. This is a pretty cool shot. She opens it up in front of her, and La Llorona is in front of it. Like Hello. You can see through cool. the umbrella, and she's spooked, and she, she lifts it up, and she's not there anymore, and cool. she puts it back down, and she's not there anymore. It was a pretty cool shot. But then the umbrella gets blown out of her hands. And every time she tries to grab it, it gets blown farther and farther by some uh. mysteriously strong wind until it gets blown into the pool. She tries to go and get it, but La Llorona jumps out of the water and grabs her wrist too this and is, screams in her face. This is Anna, right? No, no this, this is, is the daughter, uh, daughter Sam. Sam. This is the daughter, okay. She burns her hand her, too, just like uh, Chris. Yeah. Mm, does Linda Cardellini's children get taken away from her? <laughs> oh, no. Anna comes home. And she hears some crying no. upstairs in Sam's room. We can't really see what's inside there, and she's creeping in the room. And the she has some pretty curtains over by her like window seat that are kind of blowing. Who was, who was watching the kids? The seventies. The seventies. Yeah, were but why them. did she bring the kids with her on that freaking? Because that was nighttime. during the nighttime. It, this is during the day. Like they so just got home leave from school or something. Home. Alone during the day. During the day, okay. yeah. She opens up the curtain and it's just Sam and she's crying and she's like, What happened? What's wrong? And what happened to your arms? And she says, I fell. These I kids fell need down. to speak to their mother better. Right? Cutscene, it's raining really hard. That's not good news for somebody who needs to look out for La Llorona. <laughs> <laughs> They've invited their father's old partner over for dinner, which seems like something that they do a lot. Oh, her partner says Patricia's in custody. We need to pin this on her. I have this file folder for you to look through if you could because she's angry at you. And, you know, who are the people who talk the most? Angry people. So maybe you should come down at the station after you check this out. I'd like you to come take a look and talk to her to see if you can't get her to confess to anything. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, at Patricia's house, 
Tuco is there. He's busted in there. He's looking around at all the stuff. He finds some black goopy stuff Ew. on a side table. And he gets a little vial and a metal stick. Is he a bad guy? And he, like, really inefficiently, like, drags the black stuff Oh, he's trying to conjure her. The he loves vial. it. Would you let me get through the story? <laughs> Jeez. Predictions are for later. Anna is looking through the file late at night. She sees pictures of the kids' arms. Hmm, they look just like her kids' arms. What's mm-hmm. happening there? Then she hears something. Something downstairs. She turns on some lights. Oh, wait. I wrote down, turn some lights on. She doesn't turn any lights on, which I feel like you should if oh. you're a single mother. Oh. And you're home alone, you know, maybe you should turn some lights on. Uh, but if there's an intruder, I guess I'll fight him in the dark. Yeah. Um, the side door of her husband's office kind of, like, moves on its own. She goes through there. She's kind of poking around. And then the front door she can hear is opening and closing. And she goes over there, and it's Chris. And he's opening and closing oh. the door really methodically. Oh. Nightmare. And, like... Like he's under some trance or something. And then it closes and then it busts open and throws them both down to the ground. Chris collapses and she tries to wake him up and she says, you were sleepwalking. She goes upstairs to go put Chris to sleep. The power goes out suddenly and the file that she was looking through gets blown around and all the pictures are blown everywhere. And then she looks down across the hall at her sleeping daughter and the door opens and creaks open. It's the freakiest creak noise ever. And there's a mirror on the front of the door. So when it opens long enough, you can see the reflection of Lyrona in the daughter's room. And oh, then no. the door shuts and she is screaming and she can't get to her daughter. Also, Linda. Linda. <laughs> Anna gets thrown into her own room and the door shuts there and she can't get through. She grabs a bat because something is in her room. Lyrona's now in her room. She's going to get her and she lunges at Anna and she's trying to fight her off with a bat. And then the kids bust through and they're like, what's going on? What's wrong, mom? Lyrona's nowhere in sight. She says, why don't you guys sleep in my room tonight? (laughs) That's where the lady was. She was like, more for me than for you. Anna's pretty badass throughout this whole scene. She had, like, a baseball bat, and she was ready to take it on. She was like, get out of my house! Well, she's showing off her massive calves. (laughs) (laughs) She was sitting on the ground, just, like, kicking her legs to shove them off. Get (laughs) out of my house! She's wearing heels. (laughs) I just kind of liked that she wasn't, like, cowering in the corner like she was ready to fight for her babies. She's a mom! Yeah, it was great. Moms are tough. She decides to go visit Patricia the next day. Patricia's pretty mad at Anna, you know, as you would be if your kids were dead. She says, I know how you must feel. And Patricia says, oh yeah, I don't feel anything. There is nothing. The most precious things were taken away from me and now I don't feel anything. And she says, your children, have they heard her crying? When my children died, I didn't pray to God. I prayed to La Llorona and I asked- Yeah. And she says, I told her, I prayed to her, and told her to bring my kids back and to take yours. What a C word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I was like... That's really me. Linda's like, I'm doing my best. I was doing my job. What... 
What else was I supposed to expect? You're keeping your kids in a closet. <laughs> like, you yeah. still weren't being a good parent. I don't need your kids pretty crazy. Die. That's crazy. Back at the house, Chris hears something else. There's a lot of hearing going on. It in seems this. like it's always crying, though, right? No, this time it's it's not. It's kind of like a thunk sound. Mm. And he goes over, and there's an, the attic ladder has kind of opened a little Ew. bit. I feel like we're just getting more and more like of La Llorona's favorite things. She's right? like, first I love crying, then it's water, <laughs> then it's doors, now then it's, it's ladders. Then it's burning your skin with my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Chris uses the stick, you know, that you'd use to pull it down to kind of yeah, those peak, are so cool. Push it back up. Oh, I thought he was going to peek. No, he, he closes it. and But then he hears crying. He goes into Sam's bedroom because it sounds like Sam crying. It's Sam's crying. And it's actually really cool because it's the same sh- exact like shot layout as it was when Anna was going to go check on mm-hmm. Sam. Except for this time, Sam's not behind the curtain. It's Lily Rona. Oh. She's there. And she scurries him out of the room and then pushes him down the stairs. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he put, gets pushed down the stairs, and Sam is downstairs and freaks out just in time for um, Anna to come home and start freaking out about her kid. They rush to the hospital, and um, it's just a sprain on his wrist. La Llorona sure is taking some risks. She's really, like, she's supposed to be drowning these kids, but she could have killed him by pushing him down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Her goal and is then so she, weird. And then her goal is ruined. Her yeah. goal is so weird. I love children, but only drowning them. <laughs> yeah. And while they're at the hospital, the doctor sees, you know, the burns on their arms and looks a little suspicious. Aww. So, you know, unfortunately, her own CPS uh, company comes to do a welfare check on the family. Oh. Guess who's conducting the welfare Donna. check? Two Donna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Donna comes. The welfare check goes, you know, as you expect. The kids aren't very descriptive about where they got them. They claim that the mom didn't do anything to them, but the, you know, CPS has their suspicions. Donna walks out and she goes, you know, you might not think this, but I don't like being here. And she's like, whatever. I don't like Donna either. (laughs) Donna (laughs) and Patricia. That was her trying to do an olive branch, but... Mm. uh, And... uh, also, the cop friend is there, and he says, hey, just to let you know, there wasn't enough to convict Patricia. Uh, they had to release her. And she's like, okay. Anna talks to Chris about, you know, you guys got to tell me what's going on, what's happening. Sam's upstairs in the bath. She's having a great time in the bath. Maybe not a good time to be having a bath <laughs> when La Llorona is afoot. Finally, Chris opens up and starts to tell the mom what's going on but as you guys saw in the clip La Llorona creeps into the bathtub while she's got soap in her eyes and starts massaging yeah. Sam's hair Sam thinks that it's her mom and then she starts getting drowned by La Llorona in the bath it's very scary mm-hmm. they Anna and Chris hear and they run upstairs Anna goes and pulls her kid out of the bath not in enough time to not get burned by La Llorona's hands. Mm, right. So she also burns Anna's hands. She says, what does she want? What does she want from us? And the kids say, she wants us to be hers. Oof. And this is the halfway point. Doesn't she have enough dead kids collected by now? <laughs> right? It's been That's her curse. Years. It's the curse <laughs> of La Llorona. <laughs> Um, all right, so we all know that curses can only be broken by an old woman lighting a candle. <laughs> <laughs> My predictions Old are that... Old woman is Tuco. I was going to say, so what? what is his name, actually? 
It's Breaking um, Bad guy. Oh, it's um, balls. <laughs> no, it's it's okay. So balls while you're looking up his name, balls is what I think. It's gonna go one of two ways. I'm gonna be bold and choose this way. He lost his children mm. or a sibling to mm. La Llorona and now is trying to summon her or get her back or follow this trail of breadcrumbs of all the people she's been hitting so that he can have a final showdown with her. That's fun. Um, so that he can kick her ass for taking his children or his brother or his sister because <coughs> um, he's been afflicted by her and touched by her in some capacity. And so, he is going to team up with Linda Cardellini, and Linda's not going to understand anything. She's going to be like, I don't believe this. This isn't the way I've known. And he's like, get ready. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's going to be like a final showdown in their house of the children hiding in different places, but then ultimately coming and helping their mama. I think he's going to get to have, like, the final stab at her or something. Mm -hmm. It's going to end with her being defeated, but then, of course, like, a tease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point. But either way, this these, this family gets away completely free. Nobody gets hurt. They get hurt emotionally and physically, yeah. but nobody's dead. Mm. Maybe I, he'll die. Maybe she'll walk away and be wearing, like, a rosary by the end of the movie. <laughs> I do feel like the main three are all going to survive. I feel like there's going to be some kind of thing where maybe we think that she's been defeated or something like that, but then the conflict at that point is that maybe Patricia comes back in or something Ooh, that's to help Lyorona kill their ass. Do feel like, yeah, it's interesting that Tuco was collecting the goo. I do feel like he probably has a vengeance against her. Yeah. I also um, feel like maybe Patricia will come and help. But maybe Patricia will die so she can be with her children. Ooh. But also maybe the cop friend will come, but he'll die because he's just a casualty. <laughs> mm. I'm thinking, yeah, I guess how would we break the curse? Because you can't really kill a spirit. So I'm thinking... Yeah, let's think of that. Um, th I'm assuming there's some way to, like in folklore, that, that you can remove the curse. Perhaps... I feel like maybe ultimately Tuco's gonna have to be the one to kill her because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yes. I really wanna know what happens. This movie's way more interesting hearing it explained from Kimmy. Yeah, I, I bet it is then watching it. I, you know, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so here goes. There's nothing left for them to do, of course, but run to the church where they met that father from, from earlier. Uh -huh. And she says, you have to help us while you're on us after us. And he says, okay, well... I didn't used to give much stock into stories like this, you know, before, but then there was an incident with a doll, and there's a flashback, and he's got Annabelle. Oh Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, and I haven't seen the Annabelle movies, maybe he's a character in them, and that's We where... don't need this tied to The Conjuring, like, we really don't. <laughs> this is hysterical. We really we, we were debating how many movies there had been. We knew James Wan produced it, but, like, can he calm down? It was... Because he also, like, put it threw in it Aquaman. into Aquaman get and off. Shazam, and it's like, can you just chill? Get Annabelle out of my ass. I don't <laughs> need her there. Uh, he says, I can't help you because That's we... the next Annabelle movie. <laughs> Annabelle, <laughs> colon, she's in your ass. <laughs> Annabelle, colon, please get out of my ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, She's the one who went there. <laughs> he says, my ass um, is the there. 
He says, I can't help you guys because, you know, there's a order that this has to go. We'd have to wait for, you know, approval from the Vatican. And that's going to take a really, really long time. But I can point you to someone who's kind of unorthodox. He used to be with the church. He's not anymore. Yeah. His practices aren't, you know... Do we get a cool cameo? No, it's no, Tuco. It's Tuco. <laughs> oh, it's Tuco. Yeah. yeah. Let me oh, introduce you, you to Tuco. I don't know. Um, so they're like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll use whoever we need to. They go to... Um, whose name is Raphael. Raphael, okay. Raphael in this. They go to his kind of like magic witch doctor kind of remedies shop. Okay. He's got a whole shop. Uh, of stuff, and he says, I can't help you. Oh. And she says, you have to, and the kids grab his arm, and he says, please, sir, you have to help us. <laughs> he is overcome with, you know, compassion. He decides to help him. He starts grabbing all these doodads from his office, mm-hmm. and they take him to the house. And first, what he decides to do is pull out all the stuff. He pulls out all these eggs. He pulls out the vial of stuff. He pulls out this really fancy looking cross. They're like, what's that? They said, it's from a fire tree. It's from the trees where La Llorona drowned all her kids. They were the only, quote, witnesses of the crime. Wow, so from 300 years ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the next thing that he does, he, he gets all these eggs out of a carton. And everybody takes eggs and rubs the eggs all over the house. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> Unbroken eggs? Yeah. They're just the regular raw eggs. And they rub them all over the house. They're like, so we're just supposed to rub the eggs all over the house? <laughs> um, and this is what we're going to do. He puts all the eggs on this plate or the, this napkin. And he does a chant over the eggs. And he's like, this is going to be how we figure out how much evil is in the house. Mm. And he takes an egg and he cracks it open. And it's all black inside. Ew. And um, mm-hmm. uh, Anna says, that's just a trick. I saw that on Johnny Carson. <laughs> and then all the eggs start References. wiggling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all our eggs start wiggling and then spinning. And they are spinning right side up. And suddenly all the eggs explode black. And all the black stuff gets on Anna. And, um, I was going to say, I hope it gets on that snotty child who said that. <laughs> no. no, that was Anna who said that. Oh, I hope it gets all over Anna. <laughs> it did. It did. It gets on her. And she goes, oh. And the, the kid says, well, did you see that on Carson? And there was one of the movie drifters in the movie theater goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. Kimmy, okay. how are you not scared of being murdered? I don't care. <laughs> She says, what's that little vial? And he says, these are La Llorona's tears. I've sanctified them. Oh, dope. That's what he was collecting. She cries black. Smudge. She says, what, you've You've, uh, sanctified them? Why would you do that? He goes, anti-venom. Oh, come on. (laughs) There's a cut to black. I think someone needs to tell La Llorona to get um, waterproof mascara. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is important. There's a cut to black, and if this was a theater full of people, I don't think that we would have heard it. Oh. But because it was just me, there's this time. (laughs) There's this really, really quiet whisper. She goes, Jeez. And I was like, dope. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I would have left the theater like ages ago. <laughs> because of the scariness? Um, I'm seeing it by myself. The drifters. Can we be sure a drifter didn't send me scenes? No, it was part of the fucking movie. Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> so all the lights are out in the house. 
They've covered the whole house in candles, mm -hmm. and the family is inside this circle of a bunch of candles, and they're all lit. And he says, if they stand erect, that means that's how powerful they are, and that's how safe you are. Mm -hmm. So that's going to tell us like how close the evil is. Ooh. And then they hear some thumping in the house. Is she coming? And he says, she's already here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who says that? The child? Yeah. Okay. And there, there's creaking up in the house. It's thumping around upstairs. Everyone's kind of really quiet. What is she doing? And Tico says, she's searching. And then there's a horrible, horrible scream that happens in the house from La Llorona. It's the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. It's like, it's terribly, you know, terrible to the ears. It's very loud and screechy yeah. and um, resonant. And the scream blows out all of the candles. So screw that. She's Ooh. pissed. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, she is heard coming down the steps. You can't see her yet. It's pretty dark. Then we see maybe a glimpse of La Llorona at the top of the stairs, but suddenly she comes from another direction and she throws Anna across the room and Anna is knocked unconscious. Hey. The kids are screaming, they hide under the table, they look to Tuco for help, Tuco kind of vanishes into the shadows and he doesn't help them. What? And he's so on it. La Llorona is taking the cloth off of the table while they're like hidden under there. You know, like, they can't see uh -huh. her, but the cloth is disappearing. Mm. And suddenly, they jump out from under the table, and La Llorona grabs Chris and starts dragging him out the front door. Oh, my gosh. And then just in time, Tuco comes back out of the shadows and grabs him. What and the fuck was he doing in the shadows? Pulls, Waiting for the yeah. time to grab him. <laughs> pulls Chris out through the door and puts these beans across the, the sill of the door. Okay, okay. And La Llorona like flies towards the door but she's blocked she can't get through blocked yes, by beans. the beans <laughs> the miracle legumes yeah professor <laughs> copperfield's miracle legumes she anna comes to she says you you use my kids as bait and he says no of course not i used you all as bait <laughs> and he says these are seeds from those trees uh if you move them then she can come in so don't touch them he's been on such a journey i kind of like that we're getting all this like to break the curse he's like i found her hometown yeah <laughs> i found her least favorite beans <laughs> she hates him she was allergic <laughs> one, one of the seeds got stuck in her teeth for a week she was oh. so upset um he says don't break the cell of beans or else she can come through. And they're like, oh, like, I'm thinking, like, in the theater, like, what about the back door? And they go, oh, shit, the back door. And then they, they all run to the back door to care, take care of that. La Llorona's pushing on the back door. They're trying to close it. Meanwhile, they left Sam by the front door, and Ugh. her little dolly is just outside the door. She wants oh. to go get the doll. She needs to get the doll. Or <laughs> will she wait five minutes? <laughs> She's, like, trying not to break the beans and reaching out to get the doll. Anna comes, and she says, Sam, no! And she grabs the doll, and she says, Look, Mom, I she didn't break the beans. Broke those beans. But as she's dragging the doll through, she, you know, dashes the beans and makes a little hole. And my is like, psych! Yeah, yeah, pretty much. She grabs Sam and disappears. There, there, she's nowhere in sight. And she, Anna says, where did she go? And Tico says, she's going to drown her. And, <laughs> so and helpful. Anna says, oh no, the pool! Duh. The closest body of water. I have one of those! They run back to the pool. And Sam is in there and she's getting drowned by La Llorona. Anna 
jumps in, fully clothed into the pool yeah. with her flashlight. There's this underwater sequence of La Llorona kind of freaking everybody out. And she's trying to grab Sam. And uh, La Llorona's attacking Anna. And she rips this amulet off of La Llorona and saves Sam out of the water. Sam looks a little funky. She looks kind of zonged. And she says, what's wrong? She looks like she's in a trance. Oh, and no. she says, yes, La Llorona has put the spell on her. When she calls, she will come. So they have no other choice but to lock the kids in a closet. What? To keep them safe so that they don't get out. Okay. So so when who calls, La Llorona will come? When La Llorona calls, Sam will go to her. Oh. Because so she's under lock the trance. The they, lock in the they put Chris in there, too, to take care of her. Got it. Uh, <laughs> poor Chris. Can't you put them in, like, a bedroom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> La Llorona is waiting outside the house. Yep. She's like waiting for her next move, I guess. I hope she looks pouty and she's got like her hands on her hips. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly Anna hears Chris screaming from the closet and the kids are being dragged out of the closet. Who is it? It's Patricia! Oh. Patricia! Yeah! Oh. Knew it! Yeah! <laughs> it's what Patricia. She's dragging the kids outside and she says, I'm going to give them to La Llorona. She's Your kids psycho. are not coming back. Yeah. Um, also, Patricia has a gun. <laughs> she shoots also, two go. Patricia. She shoots what? two go. Kimmy, Kimmy, you're sparing the least. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tuka's dead. Sorry. <laughs> I, this was basically, okay, and then she kills Tuka and now we're outside. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Kimmy, are you like done with this episode or something? <laughs> This is all happening very fast. <laughs> movie, so. Also, she has a gun. Also, everybody's dead. <laughs> okay, Tuco's not dead, y'all. He just gets okay. shot, okay? Yeah, he has to be in the next seven Annabelle movies. Um, and also, <laughs> Patricia throws Linda in the basement and locks her in there. Okay. Uh, so she can't save Patricia the kid. Patricia does this? Or? Patricia does this. Wow, she's got her hands full. Um... <laughs> As Anna was being flung into the basement, she dropped the amulet and Chris grabs it. He takes his sister and they run up to the attic from before. They get the stick and they pull the attic ladder down and they go upstairs. La Llorona's in the house now. She's getting up the stairs. She's going to grab the ladder, but they pull it up just in time. They're in the attic and they're hiding. They're backing up into a corner. Suddenly... Sam turns around and there's a bride in the corner Duh. and she screams and oh, it's actually just an actual wedding dress on a mannequin. Oh, that's funny. Um, jeez, um, put your wedding dress in like a vacuum sealed bag. Do you want it to be eaten by moths? <laughs> <laughs> um, the basement stuff is flying around because La Llorona's magic, you know, she's a poltergeist. She's yeah. pushing all of the cabinets in front of them to get uh. squished. They're just evading all of the danger. And then all of the cabinetry and um, boxes up in the attic suddenly part to reveal La Llorona up in the attic. Yeah. She's on the far side, and she's walking towards them, and Chris holds out the amulet to show La Llorona. La Llorona comes into the light, and she's revealed as her human self. Oh. She's usually pretty again. She's pretty again. She um, is crying. And she is looking at the amulet, and she's distracted. Meanwhile, Patricia feels bad. <laughs> she, <laughs> she lets uh, the, uh, Anna out of the basement, and um, Tuco kind of, you know, 
has the an injury. The conflict injuries. is resolved because the villain <laughs> feels bad. Wow. Well, the children are in imminent danger. Okay. Okay, um, but so, like, La Llorona just turns pretty because she's looking at her necklace that she's she literally was yeah. just wearing. Mm-hmm. Well, because if you remember, at the beginning of the film, her son handed it to her in just the same way. Oh, so thank she's, you. No, I had forgotten that. Oh, I had yeah. forgotten That it. was, like, three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, the kids are kind of backing up because they're a little bit afraid. Sam pulls a sheet off of a mirror up in the attic, and La Llorona sees her face, and she goes, Blah! and turns back into scary La Llorona. All the parents come upstairs, and they hide the kids. She pushes to go out of the way, and he's got the fire tree across with him. It gets knocked on the ground. She's coming after them. Anna grabs the fire tree cross, and as La Llorona is just upon them, she fucking stabs La Llorona with the long part of the cross in the chest. Mm. Wow. And La Llorona screams in defeat. She starts, you know, kind of melting and melts into black goop and kind of swirls around in a black goop tornado. (laughs) (laughs) A mascara tears tornado? (laughs) Yeah, it's horrible. (laughs) And she is gone. Tico yes. says, ta-da. And Patricia... He does not say ta-da. He does say ta-da. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Patricia's just up there chilling with all of them right now? Yeah. Okay. Feeling pretty bad. <laughs> Feeling bummed. The danger is gone. They've they've destroyed La Llorona. And um, they patch up Tuco's bullet hole, except for they... They put... patch it up with the goo. No. <laughs> they patch it up with, with gauze and stuff, but they put it on the outside of his shirt, where that's, like, not helpful at oh, all. Hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> and they hug Tuco goodbye. I'm sitting in the theater like, I don't know how these kids can hug that guy. He seems super creepy. Yeah. And also, like, don't hug me. I have a bullet wound. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says, you're safe now. I'm going to go. Um, and they leave and go back into their happy house. Just before the movie ends, Anna looks down into a puddle, and nothing happens. Oh. And, uh, but there's some scary music, like we're supposed to be kind of Mm. peaked interest here. That's the end of the movie, so. Interesting, interesting. You know? I mean, I guess that's a less cheap way to end it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a a spinning top. Yeah. As opposed to like a, you hear crying, or you you see her reflection, or Uh something. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I really, really enjoy the parallels by the end of the movie of Patricia having lost her children and being this weeping woman who wants revenge. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty that cool. That's fun. That's a yeah. nice take on it. Because she basically yeah. became human law, Yorona. They're also yeah. kind of wearing the same outfit. Like, she's not oh. gussied up like, you know, 1600s yeah. um, But she's like, bride, got like a white cardigan she's, on. She's got like a white, like, um, dress. Uh, question, was it Anna that stabbed law, Yorona? Yeah. So you're telling me that this movie said that a white woman saved all the Mexicans from their biggest fear. <laughs> that is what happened, although we don't know if she's supposed to be Mexican or not. So right. I think she's, I, no matter what, she's white. Even if yeah. they were trying to make her Mexican, Linda Cardellini is white. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Guys. I am bummed that it wasn't like a childhood vengeance. I like that idea. Yeah, where where the heck did this guy come from? Why is he here? I don't know. They did a little bit with the father saying, oh, he was once with the church and now he's not. Mm-hmm. And so then they talk about in, it. Like, he's heard multiple. He, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say something to do with Annabelle because they know that's some uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't supernatural know. stuff going on. So maybe he just wants... 
Well, Anna justice. talks to Raphael a little bit, and he says, I thought you left the church. And he says, yeah, I left the church, but I didn't leave God. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's something to do with that. We don't, gotcha. Like I said, we don't get a lot of exposition about who he is or where he come from, came from, unfortunately. Yeah. Let's rate this. Yeah. So we did this for Mortal Engines, uh, which is now gone forever. Mm-hmm. Um, where we decided to rate it, we are actually going to be rating in secret and reveal it all at once. Like judges on a TV show. Like judges mm-hmm. on a TV show. Ready, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three, two, one. Oh. oh. So different than last week. Yeah. So I put down three. I put down a two. I put down a 4.5. Interesting, Kayleen. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Why did you... I would like to hear from Kayleen <laughs> first. <laughs> you're, the one, you're the one who likes scary movies the least. So, so for Mortal... Mortal... My, I can't freaking speak today. For Mortal Engines last week, I was really surprised because I put the lowest score, and that was fun. I think I put a three. And that is because that one, through your explanation, I had zero interest of seeing any of it except for maybe stills to see what some of the things looked like. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie, I can totally see myself watching it for fun to like make fun of. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, but I I didn't give it a five because I would never rewatch it. Mm-hmm. But I can yeah. see myself going out to watch it. Whereas Mortal Engines, I was like, no, thank you. I can only maybe see myself watching it with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to watch it on my own or with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, gosh, I really wonder what percentage this got, like, on online or from fans or whatever, because I haven't mm-hmm. looked yet at the scores. But, um, Kimmy, you, you made it sound way more interesting than I think it probably is. That's probably, probably. true. It sound just because also I can picture it being really cheesy and very annoying and yeah. tedious. Um, so I gave it a three because a five for me means I'll rewatch it. A four means I probably will watch it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to watch this, but a two seemed kind of low because <clears throat> there seems even, like some fun qualities I about very, it. I very, very rarely rate things two or one. Like mm-hmm. it has to be, yeah. I stopped the movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think I would have, if I had gone to see it in theaters, I would have finished it. And if mm-hmm. I watch it with Kayleen, I will for sure finish it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I did see the movie. <laughs> And I rated it too, just because, yeah, it is uh, cheesy. And um, like one of the, you know, intro questions, you know, interesting premise, bad execution. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a scary legend. People, like, in this current day are scared of it. Like, you know, those friends I was talking to you about had goosebumps talking about it. And I just think if another production company, like, Mm -hmm. maybe even, like, uh, the people responsible for Mama or, like, you know, some of the Del Toro people, mm. you know, to kind of give it more of that grotesque and whimsical attributes. And those ones aren't cheap. They take their time. Yeah. It doesn't always pan out. Yeah. And yeah. not everything he does turns to gold, Crimson Peak. Yeah. yeah. But it took its time in the production quality of Crimson Peak right. or Mama. Like, yeah. It is a really interesting premise, and I think that they could have reached a huge audience if they would have stayed a little more true to it yeah. and a little more scary. I think that this legend deserved to be pretty scary, and it just really wasn't. It was mm-hmm. pretty cheap and corny. Yeah, and I really did like the whole like single mom in the 70s having to deal with raising her kids after her the death of her husband. Yeah. I really liked that. But I just don't think that that grief aspect wasn't integrated into like parts of the story enough. Um, and especially mm-hmm. having a white leading lady in this yeah. role. Yeah, yeah. That's think, so unfortunate. 
I think it could have been interesting if it was lower budget too. You know, not not in found footage style, but in like a style of like experiencing more it for practical real. effects. Yeah, more mean? practical. Yeah, definitely don't need like a a woman screaming in my face while looking very CGI'd or no. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what? She did look really CGI through most oh, of it, hugely through the just the trailers that I saw. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, just like the whole like she's wrinkly. Yeah, but it's like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kiki. First of all, she's annoying. Second of all, this thing you had the line from The Office that had me in tears the other day. When Andy just goes, Nellie, get your wrinkly old balls in here. <laughs> I'm that's sorry. Funny. Yeah. Um, that's a, It's unfortunate. I think more could have been done. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like you said, it seems like it really could have could have pulled at people's nostalgia and childhoods okay. and, and yeah. the fear factor is real. She's terrifying and I was making comment on uh, before we started before we started recording this I was commenting on how it seems like most cultures do have this story of like a woman who who made a wrong decision or who lost her children and who now like walks the earth trying to take more children yeah. and we were talking specifically about like sharp objects the the woman in white that's like one that we we heard around the same time as La Llorona. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it could have been done better. Yeah. And I and I do agree that I think Kimmy's explanation was more interesting and probably more scary because I'm picturing it all for myself. I picked exactly. I'm picturing mm. the way they wanted me to view it, but it probably didn't come across as yeah. well. I'm yeah. sure it came across real bad. Because yeah. <laughs> we've seen clips and the clips yep. are not scary. Kimmy describing like rolling down a window, that's scarier than seeing the window rolling down. Yeah, because yeah. I know <laughs> the window rolling down is done with Horrible sound effects. Yeah. It's way overshot and too slow, and it's a child actor, and it just yeah. is a bummer. <laughs> yeah. There weren't really any fun facts. <laughs> Sorry. You know, just there's there's apparently a lot more um, Conjuring Universe Easter eggs in the movie that I didn't catch. Which show? Nobody up. asked for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, to wrap up this week's episode, uh, what do you guys recommend, and what are you adding to your watch list? Okay, so for this week, for me, on my watch list, I said this in the in the last episode, but I'm going <laughs> to say it again. The Big Lebowski is on my watch list because I've only seen it once, and it was many moons ago, and it it comes up in Endgame, and I then was also listening to somebody on a podcast the other day talking about it, and they were talking about plot points from the movie that I have totally forgotten, and I don't really think I have a concept of what the movie is about at all anymore. Oh, so that's fun. I'm excited to hopefully watch that again soon. And then as far as my recommendation, I've been watching so much of it recently that I decided not to even mention it on my what I watched this week because yeah. I just wanted to go hard on the recommending it. That series, Dead to Me, on Netflix is so good. <laughs> I love so many things about it. Um, and it also ties into this episode because Linda Cardellini's in it. It's Linda and Christina Applegate. It's about, basically, they meet up in a grief, like a grief group. I can't really talk about that many plot points without ruining things, but basically uh, you find out that both of them have deceased significant others and they end up bonding because nobody else really knows how to talk to them anymore because people are crappy at talking to you about grief. That's just like human nature. People are generally, they don't know what to say or they don't say the right things. And so they find friends in each other of like, we can say whatever the fuck we want. And they really understand each other and become really close. And I just love this show because 
it keeps lingering. It keeps le- like leading you on with new stuff every episode. You'll mm-hmm. get a new piece of information to add to the puzzle, and it's it's not necessarily that they're all twists or anything like that, but it's just new things we keep discovering that keep it interesting every episode. And they also know exactly when to give you shocking things and when not to give you shocking things. Hmm. These two actresses are killer. Hmm. They are so good in this together. Uh, specific, I mean, both of them have really good moments, but specifically, Christina Applegate goes from really, I think she's hysterical. She is, yeah. yeah. And she also goes from just these really high to low points really quick, because that's what it's like when you're dealing with grief, you know? You're just all over the place, and mm-hmm. that she does it so well. And I just love the female friendship and just what it's like to be a woman in general. It's excellent. Your intense recommendation. I think I'm going to watch this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Did you see um, Sorry for Your Last? She I didn't. I would like it to. It really sounds like a funny version of it that. It sounds yeah. like a funny version, yeah. It's pretty, yeah, there's like, it's it's one of those funny where I don't know if I laugh out loud, but it's like, huh. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like intense comedy. No. Oh, it looked very I Santa think... Clarita Diet or something. Oh, yeah, no. that's why that's why I've been avoiding it, because it looks like that. It really get... looks similar. I don't know why. I but... think I get a lot closer to crying than I do to laughing out loud. Interesting. Aww. Wow, yeah. I did not... Okay, I thought you were it's loving still... the humor Well, you know, I'm going to like it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's still, like, funny, and it makes me chuckle, but it's more just like, oh, female friendship is so fun, you know? Mm. Okay. And, like, they do say funny stuff, but it's more that kind. Not... Well, I'm really excited to watch it then. Yeah. yeah. For mine, I have... For my watch list, um, I would really like to stick with some horror stuff because Kimmy and I were briefly talking about the other day and I realized I don't remember it at all, is The Descent. Oh, never seen. Which, yeah. uh, it keeps popping up on my HBO Go of like, do you want to watch this? It looks and I'm like, scary. It does, and I know I have seen it, but I don't remember anything. I remember it being very gory. Yeah. It is super um, She's gory. like covered in blood on the cover, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a whole bunch of women like linked together, covered in blood. Ew. It's like about women who spelunkers. Spelunkers. Spelunking. Spelunking. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. I, I would never. I would never go spelunking. Um... And that just sounds scary. So I kind of want to, I want to watch something scary coming up. And then for my recommendation, because it was lost in our last episode, it totally ties in with this one. I will say a movie I'd like to recommend is The Mist. Oh, sick. Stephen King's The Mist. Uh, He says it is his favorite adaptation of his written work on film because they changed the ending and also because they nailed those characters down so hard in their casting the script writing the direction it really is just so close to the book i finished reading the novella and it's it's so cool how Mm -hmm. how well it translated to screen Mm -hmm. um and i love it i love it so much it's got a great plot twist it's so scary um maybe these special effects don't hold up for everybody but i think that they're really well done still and i i love that movie cool i agree i mean i've only seen it once but i it was pretty yeah like a year or so ago and i was like yeah i definitely watched it like within the past year and you know there's like big tentacles and stuff in it that are that's hard to do (laughs) um but it doesn't matter because the rest of it so dope so scary yeah and it's it's really very anticipation big anticipation but what comes down to stephen king is it's his it's all about his characters yeah Mm -hmm. it's about these people reacting in a certain situation no matter what the the horror or the outside forces and Mm -hmm. so 
I highly recommend that movie. Also, weirdly, if you like The Walking Dead, half of the cast is in Literally. that Literally. Oh, yes. <laughs> and true. also, Raymond Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, no way. <laughs> I didn't know who he was at the time, yeah, so that's he's, cool. Yeah, he's like one of the antagonists before, before, you know, aliens attack and then, well, monsters. Fun. Monsters and Mrs. Carmody. So, that's really cute to see Raymond Holt being like awful and mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having more than one uh, not our tone. Not our sweet, sweet Holt. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's my awesome. recommendation. Kimmy? Um, I have a couple on my watch list. Of course, I'm going to watch more Ozark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want to watch, um, I don't know if I had this on my watch list before, but that Ophelia movie is coming up. Is it really coming out? I'm scared it's going to just... It's probably going to be a um, small release, but I'm going to okay. watch it. I want to go see it. Um, I want to see the Tolkien movie. Um, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it came out already. Uh, it did. It just came out. Okay. I think on the 10th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we are behind. Game of Thrones <laughs> finale is this Sunday. Wow. Pretty stoked That's for that. That's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. I want to see All the Creatures Here Below. It's, uh, I just found out, I think that it already came out too, but I only just heard about it, and it's got Karen Gillan and David Desmalchian in it, and it, I guess it's just about like a runaway crime couple, hmm. you know, kind of like dirty, not very slick kind of in love, but they've done some crimes. I don't know. It looked really interesting. Cool. And they, uh, on their Instagrams and stuff, it talked about how dark it was, and I'm just interested in seeing that. I would also like to see The Farewell with Aquafina. This is a very, very long watch list. <laughs> this is the second to last thing. Second <laughs> to last? Jimmy. I'd like to see The the Farewell with Aquafina in it. You're never going to watch these all. I am going to watch them all. No, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> People are super stoked on Aquafina, and I think that's really great. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is, um, I'd like to get a little bit more Robert Pattinson filmography under mm-hmm. my belt because he's most likely going to be the new Batman. Yeah. And that we just found out that's pretty cool. I think cool. he's a great choice, um, especially since they're trying to go with the he's a detective aspect like that's what they want this movie to highlight oh is that part of it i didn't read that yeah because that's something that's a big part of his character but it never really gets highlighted in the film so they really mm. want to do that with this and i think he's an excellent choice i for hope that. he stays frail <laughs> yeah they're gonna book him i would love bit. it if he's new moon status <laughs> he's like he's like coming out to fight the penguin and the penguin gives him one punch and he's like down <laughs> Um, and then for my, too big for him. <laughs> for my recommendation, I guess staying with, you know, cheesy horror, I'd mm. like to recommend Jennifer's Body. Oh, nice. Yes. Good one. So good. It's been a long while since I've watched it. I'd really like to rewatch it again, but oh, I just remember it definitely being watched that, like, freaking last year. awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, that's what I would like to recommend. That Diablo Cody. Plus horror. So good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it, guys. Um, tune in next week for our wrap it up episode. Yeah. Uh, we're going to answer some listener questions. So if you have some, send them our way. Yeah. yeah. We're going to I talk mean, this about... is not going to be up by then. Never mind. <laughs> if you have some, keep them to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or submit them next time. Yes. Yeah. We do hang on to the questions we receive, so if you do want to send them over, we can always answer them in the future. Mm-hmm. Please do. Send them anywhere. Comment on a single picture. We don't care. <laughs> Lock your door so Lyrona doesn't get you. Avoid water. You know, avoid large bodies of water. Yeah, and also movie thrifters. Drifters. Drifters. <laughs> <laughs>